following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. And what a Tuesday it is. Man, we were live yesterday at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. We had over 200 people join us in their individual recliners. And the place was rocking start to finish with Michigan, Alabama. And what a setting it was at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. It had the feel of a national championship game, not just a college football playoff semifinal. And in the end, Michigan gets a stop in OT, and they win. And they're in the title game against Washington, who hung on to beat Texas. And the Wolverines are an early four-and-a-half-point favorite on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Four-and-a-half points, I'll take it. I think Michigan got over the hump. They had their typical three games in one, which they've done for the most part in Harbaugh's tenure outside of a few select games like at Columbus 13 and a half months ago. But that defense, start to finish, you don't see a lot of defensive units do that to Nick Saban in Alabama. You don't. Will Johnson was like an NFL corner These are SEC guys. All we hear is how they look like they're ready for the NFL. And yeah, halftime adjustments. It was a master's class on Michigan, at least offensively and defensively to a point by Alabama. And Michigan found a way to adjust late. Oh my Lord, when they had a design run for J.J. McCarthy. Praise Jesus. I stood up in Celebration Cinema and I said, where's that play been against TCU? Where's that design run for JJ? Can I get an amen from the congregation at Celebration Cinema North? And JJ showed he's the man at the end. Maybe he was too wound up early, open receivers, throwing behind receivers. Give Alabama some credit. They do bring some NFL-like heat, right? 
But as Harbaugh said afterwards, this is about the team. They don't care who has the big game or the big day. They're in the national championship. They are the number one seed in the college football playoff. They are undefeated. They have weathered two different suspensions by Harbaugh. They've dealt with Connor Stallions, coaches leaving. And this team just stays in that maize and blue bunker. And they kicked Alabama's ass in overtime. That Michigan defense. I mean, you just look at Roman Wilson or J.J. and guys who made plays when they had to. Mason Graham is just a beast on that defensive line. He's almost unblockable. Oh, we heard all he got, 350 pounds, they average across here. They're bigger than most NFL offensive lines. No, ma'am. Saban made adjustments. He has great staff at halftime. Michigan didn't counter them. And, and when Milrow fumbled at midfield, before that it had the feeling that Alabama was going to go stick it in the end zone and go up 11, and I, I was thinking that's game over. And Michigan hung around, and they made plays. And Harbaugh had that footballs he called to go for it late in the game on fourth down in his own territory. And J.J. made plays when he had to. Quorum was a beast when he had to. Roman Wilson made the acrobatic catch when he had to. That's what great teams do. Yeah, we can break down the analytics. We all can complain during the game that they're poor tackling. What's going on? Oh, my God. You know, and my thought was, like, midway third, end of the third, I said, this was a game that Michigan easily could have won. When I say easily, 7 to 10. And if they lose this game, I posted this, it will sting forever. And you know what they didn't? They just went down and... I'm telling you, that design run by J.J., when I looked at the congregation at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids, and I said, why has the devil locked up the legs of J.J.? There's a message in this sermon that when the devil locks up your legs, you're not going to win football games. Jesus Harbaugh said a prayer and said, can J.J. run? And they did a design run, and all of a sudden his legs were like the wings of an angel. (laughs) I'm like, how come they're not doing that four or five times a game? They won. They're in the championship game on Monday. Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com crew, Anthony Broom, Clayton Safey, what a job. They did out in Pasadena through the game into the night, busting out the stories, the photos of the empty Rose Bowl. Uh, just a beautiful setting. And, you know, I know beating Washington State was big because they got a co-national championship, but I find it hard to believe that there's ever been a bigger win for Michigan because it was Saban uh-huh. than what we saw last night, Chris. 
Yeah, Bill, you're right. And I was talking to people close to the program about that today who've been around for about 30 years. And they say, I can't remember, given the circumstances and the season that they've been through with the adversity and the sign-stealing crap and everything else. And as you're down there on the field before the game, and they left the media down there, and I was watching these guys, and Fred Jackson, Michigan's running backs analyst, he said, you know, he was telling his guys, I feel it, man. He goes, this isn't it. We got one more in us. He says, I feel it today. And that stadium was unbelievable. The atmosphere with the Michigan fans, it was probably 60-40 at least Michigan, and they were loud, Bill. And perfect day, the field, the grass field was perfect, and you just got the sense that these guys had had enough of the SEC crap. And uh, they came out with a great game plan, I thought. Now, what was disappointing was that they were only up 13-10 to at the break, and everybody was kind of, well, I'll take that, given the mistakes. And I'm like, no, against a team like Alabama, you got to capitalize on those. And that could have been like a 20-3 to game at halftime or 20-6 to you know twenty to six or something like that because you knew that Alabama was going to adjust in the second half. And the second half, for the large part, went like I thought the game was going to go with that big offensive line. They were The running backs averaged 6.9 yards per carry for the game and they started getting Jill and Milrow going on the ground but to come back like they did on that last drive bill and had to keep a, a drive alive with a fourth and two otherwise they lose 20 to 13 probably was absolutely huge so credit to this these guys as Jim Harbaugh said nothing phases them and you could sense it and when they got that tying touchdown you could just sense that the momentum had changed and that overtime was probably going to go in their favor you could sense it on the sideline you could really feel it in that stadium Chris it was just uh a miracle, not miracle, but magical, I think is a better mm-hmm. description of it, uh, finish. And their defense made the play to win. And I know J.J. and Coram's run and just a beast going to the end zone. But, man, uh, you know, outside of some missed tackling there, that, that third quarter, I, I, and maybe they were thinking about how they should be up or the adjustments. you got to give Saban. He has a great staff. He always mm-hmm. does. And, and I was following your Twitter, sharing some of your tweets while I'm sitting there at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids, and I'm like, this game's going to bother every Michigan fan and player and coach for a long time if they lose it because they'll think we almost should have put Alabama away at halftime. Right. Yes, exactly. And they had 41 yards in the second half until that last drive, Bill, and that's abysmal. And what worked in the first half, I thought the game plan was outstanding in the first half, and they did some things that, out of tendencies that they hadn't shown all year. The pass out of the, the flat or out of the backfield to Blake Corum for the touchdown was brilliant, and uh, was something that I think they picked up just a couple of weeks ago from an NFL game. So uh, you could just sense that Alabama was off balance. All the motion and everything that they did offensively with the wrinkles was exactly what I said to you the other day that they had to do to win this football game and the one area that I was wrong about was the Michigan offensive line. I really thought that Alabama's edges were going to give them trouble and guess what? They had one sack and that was against Alex Orgy who should have thrown the ball away. So the, the job that they did, they played their best game of the year. They were healthy and without Zach Zinter that to me was the biggest difference in this football game and they were able to get the running game going in the first half and then Blake Corum was not going to be denied on that touchdown run. So, But being on that field after the game and watching those guys celebrate and being in the locker room was unlike anything I've ever experienced. You see the sun going down over the mountains there. Uh, I really wish that every Michigan fan could have experienced that. It was like literally nothing I've ever covered in my 25 years on this beat. Yeah, a good friend, John Fuen, his wife, his daughters, his son-in-laws, his grandkids. Uh, he's from uh, the Grand Rapids area, Forest Hills, Central graduate, and he lives out uh, in the valley there about 30 minutes uh, from Pasadena, and he called it the greatest moment of his life outside of getting married and having children, that, the entire scene, because uh, it's Alabama, it's Saban, 
uh, and, and it was how Michigan did it. Uh, that, that design run by J.J., huh. you know, because during the broadcast, you were hearing like, well, you know, Milrow, they set up design runs, and I think even Herbstreet yeah. said, how, why isn't Michigan doing this more with J.J.? Oh. I get you want to protect him, but when he did that and the movie made in the speed he showed that we saw when he first splashed with his speed for Michigan, remember the block downfield on yeah. that Edwards uh, rumbling down the sidelines. I'm like, where has that been? Where was that against TCU a year ago? Again, I get there in the national championship game, but I'm like, bring your best playbook offensively. Yep. Or at least at halftime, adjust and do something. I, I'm watching that third quarter going, oh my God, Saban and his staff are out coaching Harbaugh and his staff. Yeah, just like they did four years ago when they adjusted at halftime. They were down 16 to 14 in the Citrus Bowl, right? And Michigan didn't score another point. And I'm thinking, this is, you know, this is exactly like that game, but there were still four minutes left to change the story. And that's exactly what I tweeted. You know, Nick Saban and adjustments, those guys are the best in the business for a reason, right? The, the guy is a, a defensive genius and, and they really brought it and give them credit. They took away Michigan's running game. And I thought Michigan went back to its vanilla game plan a little bit, but on that last drive, they opened it up again. And you you saw some sweeps that we hadn't seen out of formations that you wouldn't expect and ran the same play a couple of times with Blake Corum to start, start to loosen them up a little bit. And how about the catch by Roman Wilson on a tip ball? Uh, you know, it looked like it was going to be a pick. Guys have to make plays in those situations, and, and that's exactly what this team has consistently done. And to do it against a team, everybody's saying, now this isn't typical Alabama and so on and so forth. I'll tell you what, their recruiting classes right now, they've got the biggest collection of high school talent that they've ever had in terms of rankings. And they might not be as good as some of those other teams, but they've got a lot of guys on that team that are going to be playing in the NFL. And, and credit to that Michigan offensive line and the job Sharon Moore did with them, uh, because to me that was the difference again in the ball game. And just uh, you know, when when they got to overtime, you thought, okay, uh, when they went down and scored, you thought this defense. They're just not going to let him in. On fourth and three, I think everybody in that stadium had the same feeling. The ball was going to Milrow. Jesse Minner called it a fantastic play and a ball game. Yeah, the trenches, uh, the blocking for Corm rumbling into the end zone at the end, uh, the defense making the play that they needed to on Milrow at the end. I, it just, Doug Skeen probably, I, I texted back and forth with him, and I, I could almost uh, see the tears streaming down his cheeks at Line play was the difference at the end for Michigan. Away from everything we can analyze, break down, uh, overanalyze, Chris, in the end, Michigan made the plays to put them in the national championship. They checked another box on getting over the hump and finally winning a college football playoff game. And now they're taking on a Washington team with Penix Hmm. Jr., who should have won the Heisman. My God. He's the best quarterback in the country by far. And you're going to get not only a wide-open offense, but their defense is aggressive. So I'll be curious how Michigan attacks that. Wolverines are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, Big Board. I like Michigan uh, in this game on Monday in Houston, getting Texas out of there. Uh, That would have been a home game for Texas, at least a quasi-home game. I'm hearing tickets, by the way. If you want good seats, $3,500. Yeah, and there are a lot of Michigan fans in Texas, just like there are a lot of Michigan fans in California. When we've been down there for basketball tournaments or out here at the Staples Center, that place has been taken over by Michigan fans. And now that Texas is out of it, you're going to see a ton of Michigan fans there. This is perfect for them. Now, I will say that that Washington offense is dangerous. They have not seen a passing attack like this 
all year. They've got great receivers. They've got a quarterback that's been sacked 11 times in 552 dropbacks. Think mm. about that, Bill. That's insane. But defensively, I think they're 90th in the country or something like that. I do think uh, with that defensive line, I remember watching the Arizona State-Washington game, and Arizona State's defensive line was given Penix hell, and I think this Michigan defensive line is a different animal. So they're going to have to get some pressure on him. But I think they're going to be able to run the ball on this team. I think they're going to be able to move the ball on this team. So uh, I won't be picking against Michigan this time. And, uh, boy, I got a lot of grief for that. You know what? They were two yards away from losing by seven, which is what I predicted. And uh, and I got the Michigan fan base ready to tar and feather me. But I'm happy to take the L on that one, Bill, because, again, this collection of, of kids is one of the best I've ever covered. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us from California. Team coverage. Uh, leading up to the championship game on Monday night against Washington and Houston at the Wolverine.com. Uh, we'll hear from Anthony Broom, John Borden, and Doug Skeen before we are done. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan football, will talk Michigan and the Lions. Uh, Connor Stallions breakdown on the Lions. <laughs> I told everybody last night I went to Russ Ortega's uh, man cave for the second game after my watch party at Celebration Cinema North and GR. And I said, Ballas and the crew were hanging out with Connor Stallions watching the Lions game in California. And he goes, I no, they we weren't. Confirm or deny. I said, we could neither confirm nor deny. You can't even, you know what? The guy's so mysterious, even if he's sitting at your table drinking beers, you're like, I don't know if that's him. I don't know. It's how you're thinking like, you know, it's uh, New Year's Eve. It's not Halloween, but maybe it's a costume. I don't know. It could have been. It could. It's probably going to be the biggest costume on Halloween next year. But I'll tell you what. It made the the whole trip was unbelievable. Uh, and now I'll be back in Grand Rapids Wednesday and flying out of Grand Rapids on Friday, Bill, for a quick turnaround and going to Houston. And uh, who would have guessed it, man? I, I got to tell you, before the season, these guys all said the same thing. This is our only goal, and a lot of teams say that. But you could just see something in their faces that there's something different about this team, and it would be hard for me to fathom that they're going to lose this game now. It's almost like I think Anthony Broom likened it to maybe the U.S. hockey team in 1980 beating the Soviets and then maybe losing to Finland. I don't see it happening. Uh, I do think Washington will play a good game, but I just think this is a team of destiny. Yeah, I think it was the better choice playing Washington uh, over Texas, the home field advantage, the comfort factor there at Reliance Stadium in Houston. But they're in the title game Monday, and it will be – uh, epic. Uh, just another yeah. huge week, which I think will have recruiting implications for Harbaugh and Michigan on the big stage, right? Yeah, I do. And uh, you know what? There's a lot of chatter still about uh, Jim Harbaugh in the NFL. And we told you a couple weeks ago that he hired Don Yee as his agent with NFL ties. And ESPN just got around to reporting that a couple of days ago. So uh, if he were to win it all, Bill, or even if he weren't, he's got Michigan at the pinnacle. I don't think Michigan fans are going to be uh, begrudging him if he wants to go back to the NFL. If he wins a national championship and then wins a Super Bowl, how many guys can say they've done that and uh, what a legacy he will have left here? I'm trying to think, though. I, I think Eberflus has saved his job in Chicago. Yep. Uh, the Raiders' job, now if he could take that and draft J.J., that might be really appealing to Harbaugh. He calls J.J. the best quarterback in college football, the best quarterback in Michigan history. Yeah. And there's been, you know, you know, there's been talk that, hey, um, you know, maybe we'll see you in the NFL someday or something like that. But these guys are concentrating on one thing. And I don't think the Raiders job might open either, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, with Pierce. Uh, and, I agree. Uh, I agree. Exactly. And the Chargers are notoriously cheap now. Black Monday's coming quickly. You look at Washington, and he'd be right there by his brother, right across the river. And um, and his brother's in Baltimore, obviously. You could move the family there. And, and boy, 
Uh, it seems like they've got a new ownership that really wants to make a splash, but there are no guarantees here, uh, Bill, when it comes to Jim Harbaugh and the NFL teams because they are wary of what happened at San Francisco. But there's no denying that he's one of the best coaches in all of football at any level, and he's proving it again this year. By the way, I, I did see at uh, Wolverine.com slash extra that Ballas and Connor Stallions are going on a Price is Right taping <laughs> later tonight. In Studio City, California. <laughs> I can confirm that that's not true. I, okay. that I will confirm. All that? right. All right. I, I love it, Chris. Good stuff. <laughs> hey, if you're going to be in town Thursday, come in studio. Spend an hour or two with us. Do that. I might do that. I will. Uh, let's uh, let's do an hour. Uh, hook it up with fly, and uh, I'd love to be there. Yeah, we'll give you. I will give you an hour. Let's do an hour. Excuse me. Yeah, I know your parents. You're going to take them to Taco Boy. Uh, you come into town. <laughs> I might even give you two, brother. How's that? How about there you go? How about two hours? There you go. It's a national championship show. Do I got one? I got two. I got three. I got five. Five, five, five. <laughs> and if you could bring Connor Stallions in, it would be a historic moment ever in huge show history. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Never met the guy. Okay. Well, Chris Ballas will be testifying <laughs> and joining the Federal Witness Protection Program following the Michigan Washington game on Monday night in Houston. All right. We'll see you in studio Thursday. Sounds great, Billy. Thanks, brother. All right. Good. We held him to it live on air. He backs out. I don't even talk about the game. <laughs> I am going to ask Jim Brandstatter what he thought of the call that just screwed the – God, I, I got to watch it. I, I don't swear when I'm still talking about that. And then the NFL's response, I shared Risden's story where they're saying the Lions were deceptive, that Decker didn't report, that they believe Allen, the head official. Because no one has that, you know – Here's one thing. I'm just saying this like a body cam on a police. Listen to my idea here, Superfly. Like a body cam on a police officer. Why aren't the officials wearing something like that where it's it's fed up to the video booth? And just like they kind of do the replay where, you know, you're looking at that insurance, the progressive thing. Going, you checked in. No, I did. I checked in. Let's go to the replay. Right. Where they come out that you had the body cam that would show Decker saying, and the ref would huddled up and said, you know what, I I, I missed it. The two-point try is good. Why not do that? Isn't that a good idea? I have I have a good idea like every three months. I really do. All right, Jim Brandstatter will join us. We'll talk about uh, the Lions. Dan's going to play as starters. I, And then Philly loses, and they could have been the two-seed, maybe the one-seed. God, I... I think I put the Lions in the rearview mirror because of the Michigan game yesterday. But then when I woke up this morning and read like Lions Wire and Rizzy stories on it, um, and the NFL just calling Decker a liar, calling the Lions cheaters. It's ridiculous. You know, so now their path to the Super Bowl looks like it could be, and we still got another week. Stafford and the Rams in Detroit go to Dallas for the rematch. And then have to go through more than likely San Francisco. That's your path to the Super Bowl. And I don't want to see Stafford back. You know, people are like, oh, it'll be so nice. We're going to cheer for him. Thank you, Matt, for throwing for 450 and ending the Lions season in the playoffs. I did have a good friend, Mike Doherty. He has a dog that he named Maddie. Back when Stafford played for the Lions. He told me today, I've never heard this, Superfly. Have you ever heard of somebody changing a dog's name? 
But they, you know, people have changed their names, right? Like, what was Ron Artest? Did he become uh, World Matter Peaks, right? Or something like that, right? So Mike Doherty has jumped off the bandwagon and they're changing, I'm not lying, the name of their dog Maddie to Goffy. Changing the dog's name. The dog's like five years old. How's he going to look around? He's going to look like a senile dog going, Hit Goffy, hit Goffy. The dog in his head is going, I'm Maddie. Everyone calls him, Hey, Goffy. He goes, they, they can't pronounce coffee? Do they want a cup of coffee? Here, Goffy. Is that not the ultimate bandwagon move? That you name a puppy Maddie. He has a number nine sweater, right? When it's cold, he's a little dog. And now you're changing his name. My Lord. Just give him to a rescue shelter. <laughs> Let him keep his name. I do want to get your feedback on our Honolulu Blue huge questions of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. One, did the Lions get screwed? That's an easy question. Two, Michigan a four-and-a-half point favorite over Washington. What side of the betting window on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app are you when it comes to taking Michigan laying the four-and-a-half points or Washington plus four-and-a-half? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank is a Michigan bank with locations all across the state. They're based in Michigan, so your money stays in Michigan. You can answer both questions, okay? Did the lines get screwed? And what side of the bet are you getting on on the Eagle Casino and Sportsville Gap when it comes to the Lions or Michigan in Washington? Michigan early line minus four and a half. Callers online, Michigan will hear you next. Former voice of Michigan and also on the Lions Radio Network, Jim Brandstatter will join us from the east side of the state. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Hi, I'm Casey. I don't just work at my 
Meyer, I shop there. Get a $15 coupon like I did when you spend $150 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout, start redeeming next week, and get Meyer Spiral Sliced Ham for $0.89 cents per pound with M-Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your M-Perks ID limit one, plus potatoes, green beans, rolls, and more. Then save even more with M-Perks with a dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices, big deals, and great quality in-store and online at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We do have our Honolulu Blue. Huge questions of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Did the Lions get screwed on Saturday night? And also Michigan or Washington? You taking the four and a half, given the four and a half in the championship game on Monday. If you were walking into the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub at Soren Eagle and placing a wager. Answer those questions on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-HUGE. Let's go talk about Michigan's win over Alabama and OT, and I'll get us thoughts on the Lions and what happened Saturday night. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of the Lions and a former broadcast partner of Dan Miller on the Lions Radio Network. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well, Bill, and Happy New Year to you. Yeah, back at you, man. Uh you know, I I know the Washington State Rose Bowl co-national championship was a big game, but, you know, Ryan Leaf, Washington State, they weren't the same opponent as Alabama, the modern era, Saban's dominance. I, I know the national championship will be the crowning achievement of this season, but I don't know if I've seen a more important victory for Harbaugh or Michigan football than what I witnessed yesterday in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it was, uh, you know, Jim, you know, Jim's had signature wins, and I think you can't discount the Ohio State victories, uh, especially the one at 21 when he really got the monkey off his back. That was monumental. That kind of set up the next two years. And then last night, getting the monkey off his back from the college football playoffs. He hasn't won there. Uh, and other than his first year, he didn't win a bowl game. So I agree with you. It's monumental, but it also sets up the next one. And, and the next one will be more monumental than the last one. So that's where you are. But that's where you want to be. You, you know that if you get to play in the last game of the college football season, 
you're playing in the game. And uh, that's really important. And that will, you know, go a great deal in setting up the legacy of Jim Harbaugh at the University of Michigan. What was the most impressive thing to you uh, that, you know, start to finish in that game, the one thing that stands out or stood out to Jim Brandstatter? I, I told you about it a week ago uh, when we talked before the game. I thought it was going to be a game of the line of scrimmage. And, and Michigan's defensive front and offensive front, when it was the most critical, dominated the line of scrimmage. And that, to me, that was the difference in the game. When it got to overtime and Michigan's first possession, two runs, 25 yards, and, and Blake Corum goes in and scores. And, and on uh, Alabama's possession, fourth down with a chance to win it, they try to go through the line of scrimmage, and they've got nowhere. And, and that dominance at the line of scrimmage, holding Alabama under 300 yards total offense, first time in, what, 15, 18 years? And, and, and sacking the, the quarterback six times, that just doesn't happen to Alabama. And that dominance of the line of scrimmage was, to me, the most impressive part of that victory last night. Jim Brandstetter, former voice of Michigan football, joining us. Uh, so looking at the matchup with Washington from what you've seen of Washington on TV, uh, like I said, four-and-a-half-point favorite for the Wolverines. Do you like them to finish the perfect season Monday night in Houston? Well, of course I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see him win. I'm a Michigan guy. I love him. But I, I will tell you this. I, I have not seen in, in a long, long time a quarterback like Michael Penix. That guy just does not get sacked. Uh, it seems like they have a system or a program where if anybody gets close, this guy has a place to go with the ball. He doesn't even look, and he throws it, and he completes it. Some kind of outlet, some kind of safety valve, where if anybody gets close to him, yeah, he gets the ball away. He just is a guy that does not get sacked. And and I think the key to the game will be Michigan's defensive ability to put pressure on Michael Penix. Um, a great quarterback. I don't care if you're Tom Brady, greatest of all time. If you put pressure on him, force him to move his feet, uh, force him to be uncomfortable, get off his spot, they're not as good. And I, and I think that's what Michigan has to do, I think, against Washington. I want to get your thoughts on what happened Saturday night I don't with the Lions in Dallas, the call, the illegal uh, touching. Were you watching the game live? Did you see it afterwards yeah. on DVR? Yeah, I no, I, I watched it live. And, you know, Bill, I did Lions games for 31 years, and I thought I'd seen it all. Uh, and I, I put it in the top three uh, screw jobs of the National Football League with the Detroit Lions. Uh, it, 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 it rates up there with the time that Calvin Johnson caught a touchdown pass at Chicago. Uh, both feet in, his hip hit, his shoulder hit, and he gets off the ground. He puts the ball on the ground to kind of push himself up and left the ball on the ground. They ruled it incomplete. That was one of them. The other one was a interference call in Dallas against Brandon Pettigrew that they picked up the flag. It, it was clearly interference. If some referee comes in and says pick up the flag, it wasn't. It was interference, and they picked that up, and it was in Dallas. And then the other night, that one was just as bad. Top three bad calls. And they all go against the Lions. It's just egregious. Uh, the league screwed up. The referee screwed up. And the Detroit Lions had to pay for it. Otherwise, they have a victory in Dallas. And the NFL comes out, and I thought they might be harsh, and they actually defend Allen, the head official, and they say that the Lions misled the officiating crew, that there was deception. They're uh, making a reference of deception. And, you know, you watch all the video, and you're like, wait a minute. Um, it seemed normal. I know they wanted to try and keep 
it as secret as possible. That's why I think they sent over three guys kind of talking to the officials, and the official missed it. I, I still don't get, Jim, and I, I can't get over this after, after I watch it on DVR, why the officials never huddled and talked about it. I, hey, Bill, you and I both, everybody. I, it, it's simple. Get it straight, guys. And, and they didn't. And uh, the Lions paid for their mistake. The league's always going to cover for them. You know they are. But I, I mean, that's just, that just covers up. A, I think, to be quite frank, uh, over the last four, three or four years, I thought the officiating in the NFL has kind of uh, de- de- deteriorated. It, it isn't as sharp as it once was. And I think that the other night was just a clear indication of it. Uh, I, I The league's not going to have their officials go wrong because that's, they're not going to criticize their own officials. They're not. They should, I think. Rex Ryan had a great tirade on one of the um, ESPN pregame shows on the Sunday morning after that event and said, just tell the truth. People appreciate it if you tell the truth. Say, hey, we screwed up. We're sorry. You know, I think people would get over that rather than them try to cover uh, for an officiating crew that clearly made a mistake and, and didn't do a very good job. I mean, that's what all of us have to deal with. And, uh, but, but the NFL says, no, we can't do that, and I don't understand it. Well, it's not only a mistake, but it's a mistake where they didn't huddle, uh, they didn't talk about it, why I think the NFL should have a command center uh, in Manhattan that directly talks to officials, that they all discuss it, figure it out. They take you know a half hour at times trying to figure out if a ball was juggled or completed the process. And just get it right. Take your time. Get it right. You know, well, and, pick up the flag or, or 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 the call stands. Right. Well, that that would be exactly right. The, the deal to do. But but I think in that case, I mean, the play was over. The Lions had won the game, and then all of a sudden the flag comes out. Now, what are you going to do if you're in you know if you're in New York, and you say, "Oh, pick up the flag. You guys screwed up." I, I you know they're in a real bind at that point. Uh, they should probably do that. But I, that's not the way the NFL operates. Uh, they are the, you know, the supreme leaders, and and they what they say is decreed to be correct. It's just um, it's just that the good, hardworking players and coaches who go about the process and do everything right, and then the guy in a striped shirt makes the mistake. Um, they don't admit to it. I don't know. I, I I wish I had an answer for you. That's why it's so frustrating. That's why you and I are sitting here talking about it because it's so frustrating to watch that kind of thing happen and know it's easily correctable. And for some reason, whether it's pride, whether it's protection, they don't uh, they don't correct it. You would think with uh, outside of FIFA soccer, the largest sports organization on the planet, or the most profitable, biggest TV ratings in America. I know they're trying to get to Europe and other continents, but. Hire full-time officials. Hire, Why not? Hire full-time officials who then are working training camps. You know, they get some downtime like the teams do, but they're working training camps. They show up at the combine and help out. They, they go work uh, um, OTAs. Uh, they do all that. They get ready. You, you train with them. You talk with them. They get better. They review what they've done, what some of the best have done, and you'll get better officials. Why not? And clearly, and I, again, this is one of the, they got enough money. The league makes oodles and oodles of money. They got enough money to pay a full-time crew. 
a full-time staff of an, of, of officials of officials and trainers. They, they've got enough money for that, and they can afford it. So why not? What? That's a great question. Ask Roger Goodell, and I think that maybe uh, maybe who knows? It's moving in that direction because I don't think they can stand, you know, what happened against uh, the Lions in Dallas uh, to happen, say, in a Super Bowl game. Just have full time officials, have full time yeah. pros. I mean, what do you what do you pay them? One hundred and fifty grand a year to be an official, uh, and you you know you get your travel covered, you get your per diem, uh, you get two months off benefits. a year, you work year round. I mean, it, it's so simple. You got benefits, you know. You got a, you got an injury or something. You go to the wherever you live. You go to the NFL franchise, uh, you know, medical staff that's closest to you wherever you are, and you get you get taken care of. I mean, all that stuff is, is, you know, the league could easily put that together. Uh, and they got enough money to do it. So I don't know why. I don't know why. And that's a question for Roger Goodell. Because it would make, I think, everything a lot better. Uh, and I think it would make it more uniform. And uh, I think the officiating would then increase in, in its, you know, uh, efficiency. Sometimes I think the NFL just loves the chaos uh, in, a, in a weird, twisted way. <laughs> That they love people talking about them. That it's uh, not quite WWE. It wasn't stage. It was a blown call. Yeah. But uh, I think Goodell, they kind of see some value in this. Jimmy, I got a roll. Uh, great to catch up with you. Enjoy that Michigan National Championship game on Monday. I will do that. Thanks, Bill. You be well, okay? Yeah, back at you. Jim Brandstad, our former voice of Michigan football. So former partner Dan Miller on the Lions radio team joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Now our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. You can join in. Did the Lions get screwed? I want your feedback. Also, you're walking up to the Ascend window, Sportsbook and Nightclub at Soren Eagle. Are you taking Michigan minus four and a half or Washington plus four and a half in the title game on Monday? 1-866-838-4843. That's when 866-838-HUGE on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy, R&B, genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45, 
Tickets and are on sale now at the box office or online at Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. A lot of conversation about the Lions and also Michigan in the National Championship football game Monday against Washington. You want to join in the Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Did the Lions get screwed? And how bad was it for you personally? And also, Michigan minus four and a half or Washington plus four and a half? You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-HUGE. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan day after, not just a holiday weekend, it's like Thanksgiving week through New Year's Day It's a blur, and it's busy, and you're with family and friends, and we are so blessed in the state of Michigan to have what the Lions are doing, even with getting worked over by the officials on the two-point try. And then Michigan beating Alabama in overtime, Wolverines in the national championship game. Like I told Superfly, I'm going on like four hours sleep. It's adrenaline right now. The holidays, you catch up with everybody. Like Mike Doherty sent me a note. He goes, Bill, you got to be honest. I did not ask to change my dog's name. We put Goffy as her middle name. And I go, he's a she? And he goes, the dog identifies as a female dog. And I just sent Mike Doherty a message. You have a trans dog? Again, it's 2024. Do what you want. So the dog's name is Maddie Goffy. That's the dog's name now. It's a middle name. They weren't changing the name. 
So I want to set the record straight because Mike is loaded, rich, and could sue me for slander and defamation. And he has a hot button where he can turn in a second. So it's Maddie Goffy. They added Goff, Goffy. And then he's like explaining to me like, well, I, I thought I was a boy. Not that I'm grabbing hind legs and looking or anything, but I'm, I really don't care if someone says, well, here, here, boy. They're going, no, it's a girl. I, I don't care. It's a dog. I'm in a happy place right now with the Lions in Michigan. And I love the Doherty's. And their dog, Maddie Goffey. God bless her, him, she, he, whatever dog pronoun you want to use. Is there anything normal about our days, Superfly? About my friends, about the family, uh, my extended friends? It's like people write a script every morning. They say, here, Bill, this is going to be your day. This is going to be your day. And we have the Lions. Are they Super Bowl ready? I don't know, but they were playoff ready in that game against Dallas, even with the jobbing at the end by the refs. He told me that Maddie Goffey, did you hear this, Superfly? Maddie Goffey, after that call, went up on the TV, raised his, her hind leg, and just sprayed the TV. Went pee on the TV. I like that dog. I do. Lions, Michigan, national championship game. They're favored. They went on Monday night. It's the greatest season ever in Michigan football history. And we all were a part of it watching it. And to my Michigan State friends, how about Mark Rasmussen? Raz, our good buddy, Superfly, wearing Michigan gear at Russ Ortega's Man Cave last night. Kent County Sheriff's pulled up and said, you got to move that bandwagon into the driveway. Lifelong Spartan fan out of Greenville, Michigan. Still holds the record for the most shots ever in a high school basketball game. 72. Made five. Wearing Michigan gear. And he said, my wife Cindy's not here. They're huge Sparties. They tailgate. Their son Sam goes to Michigan State. And I go, why are you wearing it? And he said... Because it feels good to be on the bandwagon. I took a picture and sent it to Izzo and said, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. <laughs> it's crazy. Can I, do I have any normal friends? Or are they normal and I'm crazy, Superfly? I don't know what it is. We do have our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Did the Lions get screwed by the officials, or do you agree with the NFL backing the officials? That's one. Two, Michigan minus four and a half. Are you taking that on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, or Washington plus four and a half in the championship game on Monday? You tell me. 
1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Let's go to Matt and Muskegon listening on 96 one The Game out of Grand Rapids along our beautiful West Coast. You're on The HUGE Show. Yeah, hi, Bill. I have to say I vehemently disagree with you and Jim about the Lions take. What do you mean? Um, well, I, I to answer your question, your poll question, I, I don't think either of those two things happen. I think that the Lions, so the question is, did they get screwed? Um, possibly. Do I agree with the NFL's decision to protect the referees? Not necessarily. But also... It's not as if the Lions didn't have a number of plays leading up to that particular one to win the football game. So that's why I kind of get confused sometimes when, you know, we make a big, a big deal about one call. Now, yes, that call was important. However, there were a number of plays where maybe they're not even in that position if they make certain plays throughout the football game. So, you know, I, I mean, there's a human ele- element involved, and there's always going to be a mistake. Granted, that mistake cost the Lions arguably, what, a second, a number two seed, right? right. Well, I'm just, I'm just, like, to me, you know, I have never coached at a high level. I coach, like, youth basketball and maybe high school travel basketball. And if I put too much emphasis on one call, you know, the call was what it was. They made the mistake. Well, then he decides to go for two again. And then they still don't get it. There's a penalty called on Dallas. So they get to do it again, and he goes for it again. I mean, to me, him getting up at the podium, crinkling the paper, acting all mad and everything, I mean, why don't you just own it, move on, go win the Super Bowl on the road? Why are we talking about the referees? We should be talking about the Lions and who they are as a football team, but instead – our head coach made a big deal about one play call. I will anyway, say something. Great day. I, I just no, 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 Matt. Your opinions are always welcome on the show. I, I don't care if you agree with me or disagree with me or the Brandy or anybody. Let me just be honest. That I didn't agree after they didn't get it. I thought they should have kicked it and went to overtime. Especially when I hear him say now he's going to play his starters against the Vikings this weekend in the regular season finale. I, and then when they had the defensive offsides and the free play and didn't get it, I would have kicked it. That, that to me, would have been the right thing to do. I, I, I get he's a riverboat gambler, and I love that in Dan Campbell. I really do. And I could even see the second time. But once you get to a third time, just kick it. Go to, go to OT. You got the momentum. It's on the road. And, you know, because this – I thought, and I said this yesterday when we were broadcasting live from Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids, I thought the reason he went for two is that he's going to rest his starters this week because they have the three seed locked up, and he, he, he may want to go on the road. Playoffs on the road with the guys in a hotel. They're not around family and friends. You get in the bunker, right? That's what I thought. But when I read Rizzi's story at Lions Wire that he's going to play his starters, well, it, it, doesn't, it didn't add up. The third time, I would have kicked the extra point and said, let's go to OT and win this. Right? Then it really comes down to a coin flip. Let's go to G. Smitty in Detroit. You're on the huge show across Michigan. 
Hey, huge happy new year. Yeah, you back at you, buddy. Um, after that happened on Saturday, the first thing I said to my wife and son was, just when you think you've seen everything, there's just something else. And there's a few God bless Americas here and there. But uh, my thing is this, is that they talked to him before the game. There's video proof. And you got multiple players saying, hey, he reported. Hey, I didn't report, as in Skipper. Um, and him going ape you-know-what on the sidelines. And video evidence, all I know is that it appears the guy lied about something. If he screwed up, he needs to pull a Jim Joyce and just man up about it, number one. And then it'll be all over with, and he'll gain some respect out of it, possibly. But that ain't going to happen. And then uh, number two, I disagree, kind of disagree with your last caller about, uh, you know, uh, him crinkling his paper and everything else. Hey, man, he was fit to be tied. And we felt just as he was looking, as we've all felt for years, we got jobbed again just when you think the Pettigrew uh, foul, no foul, picking up the flag was home cooking. That was home cooking part two. And uh, they didn't want to spoil the Jimmy Johnson ring of honor and all that. I get it. But it's – I. I look at it this way. The Lions got to be the most motivated team in the NFL right now. So I wouldn't want to be playing them no matter where. All right. Thank you, G. Smitty uh, in Detroit. Appreciate you listening, my man. You want to join in? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Doug in Holland, Michigan. Listening on WHTC, you're on the HUGE show. Douglas, hey, how you doing, huge? What's happening, buddy? Yeah, uh, love the show. Hey, you know what? Nobody's talking about is how they got job in the Atlanta game as well, and they haven't changed that rule either. All I'm saying is, you guys got to get together, figure it out, especially with all this video evidence. Not even what you were saying earlier. Get a place in Manhattan, get it done, figure it out, get it right. Because it seems like the Lions are always on the raw end of the deal. All right, thank you, Doug and Hound. People are angry, man. I'm trying to. Keep track of the dump button. My God, I feel like I'm on Jeopardy right now. Superfly, are you catching this? Are you serious? I did. I caught it all. There's one time. I got it. We're good. Okay? You're stressing me out right now. You're looking weird. Let's go to Dan in Spring Lake, listening on 96.1 The Game out of Grand Rapids. You're on the Huge Show. Hey, Happy New Year, my friend. What's going on? So, um, <laughs> Detroit fans just absolutely boggle my mind sometimes. The aggressiveness is what's got us to where we are. Campbell's aggressiveness. It's got us where we are. We have that chip on our shoulder all the time. So it's gotten us where we are. So we just enjoy that and take the good with the bad. More good than there is bad. Did the Lions get screwed? Absolutely they did. He drew them a picture, told them exactly what was going to happen prior to the game even starting. We got screwed. Now. Should he have kicked it after the second time? Yeah, probably should have kicked it and tied it, go to overtime. Maybe even on fourth and five, maybe kick a field goal and take the points because it was that type of game, possibly. But still, we are where we are because of Dan Campbell, because of his aggressiveness. We just need to enjoy it and play on. And I agree with that, dude. I have, 
I'm not, I, I got to do a talk show, so we have to talk about it. And I did a live show yesterday from Celebration Cinema North, previewing our watch party in the game and talking a little bit about it. But today I had to revisit it. I, I am so impressed with this team, how they look playoff ready, start to finish in that game, even afterwards. You know, Hud saying, you know what, I'm done with it. I, I want to beat them next time, right? And the path is there. This could be a real cool, one of the coolest local feel playoff brackets ever for any team. So you have the possibility of Stafford and the Rams being your week one opponent in Detroit. Enough said, Stafford versus Goff, first ever playoff game at Ford Field, something Stafford couldn't do. Oh, my God. Then, the way it's setting up, unless there's Armageddon this weekend, you'll get the Lions, if they win, in round two at the Cowboys. And then, you'll have to go through San Francisco. My Lord. Let's go to Kagan and Kalamazoo listening on 96-1, the game out of Grand Rapids. You're on the huge show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I just want to say that the uh, the loss versus the Cowboys is obviously detrimental, but I feel the same way that we're just going to get a win back on them in the playoffs. They're they're ready to do it. After you know, after missing that, it's it's tough, obviously, but they got to come back and get a win. They will, I, and I I like to play. I was at you know Preston's bar in Grand Ledge uh, with the Preston family and had people from Ionia, St. John's, Lansing. Uh, Daryl Descrange from Lakewood, Lakewood, Desai, Onya area came over. It was really cool. I, I, I can't say enough about during the holiday season to have friends, listeners, and everybody there watching an unbelievable game. And the way when they won, the excitement. And then when the officials made the call, borderline prison riot. Uh, it was like, <laughs> it was, it was crazy. Man, it was nuts. Speaking of nuts, what about that scene when Michigan made the stop? The game was over. Wolverines were winners. They had beaten Alabama, and they had punched their ticket to Houston. At the time, they didn't know it would be Washington, but it is set Michigan versus Washington Monday in Houston. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, one of the Michigan insiders. He was there yesterday, and... Anthony, it doesn't get any better than that. I know the national championship still has to be played and nothing against Washington, and I love Penix, junior, best quarterback by far in college football this year. But that Alabama walk-up, how long there was, the Harbaugh-Saban, you could you could feel the tension between the two before and even during and after uh, the game, and what a finish by Michigan. Yeah, it was pure theater, Bill. Uh, something that the likes of, I mean, when we talked yesterday, I mean, it was just that atmosphere, everything about it was completely undersold. And then to have that game play out the way it did was, it was absolutely remarkable. Um, you know, credit to, you know, both teams. That was a heavyweight fight. Both teams had their momentum swings in the game. Both teams came out and, and you know, almost both, both, either team could have won that game. Michigan could have lost that game on the goal line right before the end of regulation and to, to rally back and to have that unflinching just resolve to, to not mail it in and pack it in and put together, put together the drive of your season at the end of the regulation and then do what they did in overtime. It's, uh, it's remarkable. They didn't have their fastball, uh, but, you know, along the road to a championship, 
sometimes you just gotta just gotta grit through it and make enough plays to win and that's what they did and to do that on that stage in that game against Alabama is is program affirming it's era defining and now I'm flying to Houston in two days so here we are yeah Michigan Washington and Houston Monday night and I hope this week Harbaugh tells everybody connected to special teams when a ball is inside the 10 yard line let it go let it go let it go bust out frozen whatever you need to do just let it go. Yeah, I did not, uh, you know, special teams have been a tick or two below the usual standard this year, but I didn't expect that. I mean, just about everyone had had some kind of major critical error there. I mean, Tommy Doman, uh, not his best day as a punter. Both returners in the punt game obviously had their, it was a comedy of errors in that regard. That's got to be a huge emphasis this week. They missed an extra point. Um, can't play that way and typically can't make those type of mistakes against a team like Alabama but the fact that they did overcome all that I mean that's that kind of makes what happened yesterday even even more I wouldn't say stunning but it's it's incredible Anthony Broom for the Wolverine.com joining us from California I thought his tweet after the game last night was one of the best I saw on Twitter after the game where he said "A, a Big Ten, I'm kind of paraphrasing, a Big Ten, Pac-10 slash Big Ten matchup with Michigan and Washington on ESPN. I think you said, like, delicious. I love that. Oh, it's great. It's great theater. It's going to be awesome to hear them. Um, you know, the, the Big Ten has got to love this. This is the ideal, ideal scenario for them. It's going to be a four-hour, I mean, I'll say love fest because they have to talk about both teams. And, of course, I mean, Washington and the Pac-12 are going to get their credit for it. Washington's going to be wearing that Pac-12 patch on their jersey, so they're still representing that conference. But to have those two programs duking it out, um, you know, when you know you know the big heads there were salivating over Alabama versus Texas, if that's what it was going to look like. Get that rematch, all the storylines, Saban versus Sharp, and both Michigan and Washington said uh, the bet. That's the word of the year, right? What's your uh, early vibe on Michigan-Washington Monday night? Um, I think that Michigan, I, I felt like if they got through this Rose Bowl, that this was, they would win the national title game. I think the fact that we didn't see them play, um, you know, kind of had to shake off. There was some rust to shake off in that layoff. And the fact that now they're back in that rhythm, there's a game to prepare for this week. I, I just feel like if, not make no mistake about it, this is the first game they played all season where they're not going to have the best quarterback on the field. So Michael Penix is going to be the guy that they've dealt with before back when he was at Indiana. Uh, but I do think, you know, the fact that they have gotten this far, and it doesn't guarantee you anything. You still have to prepare yourself to go out there and win the game. But I just feel like I don't see this ending any other way for them. It feels like, uh, don't want to say a coronation. They got to play in the coin flip game still. Washington's very good. Um, but when you look at the things that they do well, if they're able to kind of control the clock in that game, run the football, which I think they will be able to do, I, I don't see it ending any other way than Maze and Blue Confetti uh, at NRG Stadium on Monday night. Anthony, we'll talk later in the week, get more on the Huskies and the Wolverines and the college football playoff national championship game Monday. Appreciate your time. Safe travels back home and then down to Houston. Have a 
Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right, Anthony Broom checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. We do have our Honolulu Blue Huge Questions of the Day presented by Coppercraft uh, Distillery. You can join in. Did the Lions get screwed by the officials Saturday night? Your opinion. And if you have the Soren Eagle, the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, and you're looking at the line, Michigan minus four and a half, or Washington plus four and a half, what button are you hitting on that Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, Huskies or the Wolverines? You tell me, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank is a Michigan-based bank with Michigan-based decision makers, and your money stays right here in Michigan. To the callers online, we'll get to your huge opinions. And John Borton from the Wolverine.com on the Michigan win over Alabama. He's up next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Welcome to the Drew World Order. January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy, R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Bill Simonson here for my friends from Urban U. They are one of Michigan's top med spas. So if you're looking for top shelf skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, and just overall skin wellness, Urban U can help you at one of their three West Michigan locations and also in downtown Northville on the east side of the state. Find out more at theurbanu.com. When was the last time you thought about your skin health and wellness? Like I said, skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, wellness, Botox, and more. Let the professionals help you at Urban U. Four locations in West Michigan. Downtown Grand Rapids, Naps Corner. Also in Rockford, their waxology just north of GR. And you'll find an Urban U in Northville. If you want to discover everything they can do to help your skin wellness, go to theurbanu.com. Hi, I'm Casey. I don't just work at Meyer. I shop there. Get a $15 coupon like I did when you spend $150 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout, start redeeming next week, and get Meyer Spiral Sliced Ham for $0.89 cents per pound with M-Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your M-Perks ID limit one, plus potatoes, green beans, rolls, and more. Then save even more with M-Perks with a dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices, big deals, and great quality in store and online at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
Huge Show is back live across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We rolled out our Honolulu Blue. Huge questions of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Did the Lions get screwed by the officials on Saturday night in that loss to the Cowboys? I want your opinion. And also with the national championship game in the college football playoff set with Michigan and Washington Monday night in Houston. If you're on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, are you taking Michigan minus the four and a half or Washington plus the four and a half? You can join us live statewide on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Rich and Allegan, South of GR, listening on WHTC. You're on the HUGE show. Good afternoon, HUGE. Thank you for taking my call. Happy New Year to you, my brother. Yeah, back at you. Yes, I think so. Thank you. I believe the Lions got screwed. Yes, I won't go into it, but I have a question for you. Do you know if there are limitations on when a referee can or cannot pick up a flag? Like, we know they can pick it up on pass interference. You can ask Brandon Pettigrew about that, right? Right. I, you know, I, I, believe, so, uh, I believe they can pick up any flag. And there's even a rule, I think it's Rule 17. I posted this, Rich, uh, Saturday night after the game when I was at Preston's Bar in Lansing for that watch party with our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. The 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 commissioner could have overturned could have overturned the game. He has that power. They could they could have told both teams to go play the last twenty nine seconds, whatever was left on the clock. But they're not going to do that because it is the Cowboys. They are, I think, the highest valued franchise. Them or the Giants or Jets, and it's not going to happen. And the Lions. The one thing I'll take from this, if they can keep this chip on their shoulder, the rest of the way. That's why I wish they had a playoff game this weekend, not Minnesota, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. And it's a shame that it went that way. But we'll do better next game and hopefully move forward in these playoffs. Well, and I'm and I'm telling you, it's lining up. And thanks for the call in Allegan, Rich. You could get Stafford and the Rams at Ford Field for the playoff opener with the Lions as NFC North champs in the three seed. Have to go to the Cowboys. We already showed you played them tougher in Dallas than any team on their schedule this year. And then, more than likely, if the quarterback Purdy stays healthy, you'll have to get to Vegas through San Francisco. And could you imagine what Vegas would be like if the Lions are in the Super Bowl? I told Marty for the Michigan Sports Network, we got to drive the RV out there. Not me, not you. I don't trust you. We need a driver. That because we'll be able to get out there, we'll have a vehicle. I'm telling you, the Lions Nation would take over Vegas. It would be incredible that week leading up to it. I think the Michigan Nation is going to take over Houston now that Texas was bounced by Washington last night in the Sugar Bowl. The national championship game is set. Wolverines and the Huskies. Johnny B. John Borton. From the Wolverine.com, he is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, Bill. And I'll tell you what, you can tie uh, Michigan talk right into what you were just talking about because here's the Lions that had a, an officiating crew take a game away from them. But you've got Michigan 
chip on the shoulder kind of stuff. They had a, a league commissioner try to take a season away from mm-hmm. them. And on top of that, an entire governing body over the sport of college football. Uh, so you want chip on the shoulder? Yeah, they'll bring it. And they, uh, and they got in the game nose to nose against Alabama here in uh, all the SEC talk. And, uh, Basically saying, you know what? We're going to shove it right back at you, and uh, and they they pulled it together. And I love the I love the constant talk about adversity. We have seen adversity this year. So they figured when they got down, what was it, twenty to thirteen, uh, they were going to come back, and they did. They pulled it off, and uh, and now we got one for all the marbles. You know, one thing about that game, and I said it beforehand yesterday and all last week, that I had the feeling it was going to be like Penn State at Penn State. And that was minus Harbaugh when he was suspended for the second time in season, which is unprecedented. And to see the team undefeated, you have to give more uh, mentor, the assistant coaches, the players, the leaders like Quorum, so much credit what this team has been through on and off the field. But it was a dogfight, and in the end... Uh, Alabama was cocky enough to think that their O-line was going to blow Michigan off the ball and they were going to tie it up and we'd go to a second OT and Michigan stuffed them. And the way the Wolverines sprinted off the sidelines and on the field to center or to the center of the field for each other was a thing of beauty. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you're, you're talking about a team that had run through the entire season undefeated, uh, beaten Ohio State again, won the Big Ten Championship again, and yet, what'd they say about their entire season? Hey, we win the whole thing, or, or it's not a successful season. It's, uh, it's national championship or bust. That's a lot of pressure when you're going against the best teams in college football, and certainly Alabama has traditionally been that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there was a release there. Uh, when you saw them run, rushing the field and the players celebrating the, you know, JJ McCarthy with the rose clenched in his teeth and all of that, you got past that step that had bedeviled you the last two years. And now you're in a game where it, they, they feel like, um, I, I said before, uh, the playoff started. This is an any one of these four teams could win. And I still, uh, believe that you saw how close both of these playoff games were so far, and uh, and I think Michigan Washington's a dogfight, but Michigan knows it's got the defense and it's got um, it, it's got the grit after everything they've been through to uh, to do it one more time. John Borden for the Wolverine.com senior columnist insider joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, like I said, what they've been through, the bunker, you can feel it when the players talk, when Harbaugh talked uh, before, during, and after the game uh, last night. Uh, it's a special year. Uh, with a win Monday, it would be the greatest year in Michigan football history. And the big question will be, will J.J. be back? I don't think he looked NFL ready yesterday outside of the end. And will Harbaugh be back? What are you thinking? I, You know, I'm I'm – Always in these situations, I tend to think uh, they'll probably be gone and uh, ready myself for a pleasant surprise if it turns out some other way. I just, I think uh, the fact that, that Jim Harbaugh did not sign the uh, extension when it was available to him signals at the very least 
he wants to take a look at what's out there once again. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I, I just think that there could be a couple of situations open up uh, in the NFL. And with the fact that he has been through uh, an awfully, awful lot uh, um, in college football, through his own league and through uh, the NCAA this year, he may just decide, you know, especially if Michigan wins at all, okay, now I'll go get that, uh, that other uh, big trophy out there, the, uh, the Lombardi trophy. As far as J.J. McCarthy, I agree with you. The, the offense that Michigan has run didn't showcase him to the point of uh, him being uh, as strong a Heisman candidate as people thought he would be. And, uh, you know, he still probably has uh, more to prove in some people's minds. But that being said, I, I think uh, there certainly would be teams, NFL teams, with plenty of interest. And so I think, you know, he'll, he'll weigh those same things. Honestly, if they win it all, they, we, we may see big change in Ann Arbor. John Borden from the Wolverine.com talking about Michigan's win last night over Alabama. Also the future of J.J. And Harbaugh, there is a part of me in watching Harbaugh since they won that Big Ten title again that there's there's an emotional part of every time I've heard him at the podium in front of a camera, I, I almost feel like he knows this is the end, right? I I don't know if you feel that, but that's just my take on it. I, I think um, I wouldn't strongly push back against that notion um I, I just i he he loves this team i think he loves michigan he loves uh a lot of aspects of college football but i think there's some things that uh you know he really uh would would rather not deal with and uh we certainly saw it with john beeline at the end of his college career with michigan and uh, you may have a little bit of that going on with uh, with Jim Harbaugh. You know, uh, he certainly has had opportunity to this point to say, you know what, I'm uh, I'm here for the duration. And he said, I'm I'm here as long as they want me. But that that leaves you a lot of interpretation to to be had. So I, I don't think I fall too far from you on that one, Bill. And uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, you know. Uh, I, I think there are a lot of Michigan fans that uh, if he uh, wins one more game would uh, would say, you know, do what you need to do, coach, and uh, and we'll take our chances with uh, the guy that you tabbed to uh, to be the the uh, the fill in that walked in and uh, and beat Penn State and Ohio State. Think about six game suspensions, uh, multiple or three and three. Uh, you look at what this team's been through off the field uh, with Connor Stallions and the fallout from that, yet they never lost sight of anything. They didn't lose at Penn State. They didn't lose uh, to Maryland. They didn't lose at home against Ohio State after everything the Buckeyes had done to try and derail uh, the season. They go, they win the Big Ten Championship, Iowa, some of the worst offensive play calling I've ever seen in the history of college football, even in the Tennessee bowl game over the weekend. And then you look at their number one uh, in the college football playoff, the one seed. They take care of Saban in Alabama, and now they get Washington 
with their 90th ranked defense. I think this is going to be pound the rock if it's working. Control the clock. Don't get into a shootout. I looked at Washington State, Washington. I watched a little bit of that. That final was 24-21, and Washington scored late. Uh, I watched Oregon, even though they you know lost to Washington two times, that you know they tried to control the clock. And I think Michigan will be able, if they're able to run that football, I don't think it's going to be a wild 57-55 shootout, but Michigan will take care of business and be national champions. No question. I think uh, it could be very similar to what we just saw. Uh, last night after Michigan played, you, you're watching – Texas and Washington go at it, and you know we've heard last uh, last one with the ball wins. I mean, this felt more like first one that doesn't score loses. Uh, as I'm watching these teams go up and down the field against each other, and and uh, when Texas got stopped a time or two, it was like, oh boy, you're you're in big trouble now. I think that uh, it's going to be very much like uh, you're projecting. Michigan is not going to want to go right up and down the field with Washington, give them all kinds of scoring opportunities. Uh, they, they want to possess the ball and yet score. They want to, uh, uh, you know, grind some meat, as, uh, as Jim Harbaugh likes to say. And, uh, and as Bo Schembechler liked to, that's where he got it, that, that particular saying. I, yeah, I, I think absolutely they want this to be a, uh, a physical ball control, uh, not some wild uh, Pac-12 shootout type of game. And uh, the wild thing is, here's, uh, you know, they ought to send notice to, the, to uh, Washington, hey, you're a, you're a Big Ten team now, so uh, dial it back a little bit. John Borden never dials it back. Senior columnist insider from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Rose Tumber Coffee guest line talking about just an unbelievable night on and off the field for Michigan football. One more game left. Washington on Monday night for the national championship in Houston. Team coverage throughout the week at the Wolverine.com. Johnny B, Happy New Year. Thanks for your time here on The Huge Show. Happy New Year, Bill. Thanks for having me. All right, John Borton checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion. He loved the defensive line making a play and the offensive line blowing open that huge hole in overtime and the power run by Corum. He's also a co-host of Chris Palace on the Wolverine.com's Michigan football podcast. He'll join me in 20 minutes within the hour. John Beeline. Former Michigan coaches, weekly conversation on hoops with Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Doran Mayhew. They'll be in studio. Well, Josh will. John will be on the phone. John will be working the Big Ten Network in studio weekends coming up in January, February, and March. We'll talk about what he expects from Michigan State and Michigan in the Big Ten. And he was at Michigan when they hired Harbaugh. And the importance of a great football team and how it helps a basketball program and the Pistons. They end their streak on Saturday night. You think maybe they're going to go and turn the corner, and they lay an egg yesterday in Houston. Just a god-awful performance. So we'll talk hoops with John Beeline, Josh Garvey from Doran Mayhew, coming up within 30 minutes. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence. 
bursting with excitement and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. The day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan. Remember, if you missed any huge opinion, interview hour, full show, our podcast are free. And we are everywhere. Just search the huge show where you download podcasts. They're free. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. All free. And just search the huge show where you download podcast. Big. Bad. Huge. Following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions, big name guest. Life is pretty good if you're a Lions fan and a Michigan fan right now. That win over Alabama was historic. 
And now they get Washington on Monday in Houston for the national championship. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion. Offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s, co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com. He'll join us in less than five minutes. Before the bottom of the hour, our weekly conversation with John Beeline. Talking Hoops presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for the Grand Rapids office, joins us. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. We're going to talk to Beeline about... Michigan, Michigan State in the Big Ten hoops race. His early forecast, Pistons don't show up after ending the streak. God, they play no defense. I know everybody loves Cade's offensive numbers. He doesn't play squat in terms of defense. Nothing. We'll also talk about when Harbaugh was hired and the importance of a great football team at Michigan or other big boy D1 schools and how it helps basketball programs. So Coach Beeline before the bottom of the hour. If you want to join us, we have our Honolulu Blue. Huge questions of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. First one, did the Lions get screwed by the officials? I want your opinions from Saturday night's game. And then also on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, Michigan was an early four-and-a-half-point favorite. Are you taking the Wolverines minus four-and-a-half or the Huskies plus four-and-a-half? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they're a Michigan-based bank. Join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Let's go to Roger in Riverdale, Michigan. You're on the HUGE show. Hi, Bill. Um, Have you heard anything about uh, Ohio State and Catapult Video? What? Oh, the, the video cloud service, Catapult. Uh, there are two uh, top people there are former Ohio State uh, employees in the video department. So what does that have to do with uh, either Michigan or other Big Ten schools? What's the connection with Catapult Video? Well, Ohio State, their, uh, their video, it's, it, it, they're talking about a... Uh, possibility of uh, unscrupulous activities with the video departments. Well, you know what? Uh, Ohio State really laid an egg like Florida State did. They can talk about opt-outs and all this. If you're a big boy program like Ohio State and Florida State and you don't have backups that can make you competitive, I think that's a sign and a message about the state of your program. Because when you go chase all these NIL guys or five stars, they're they're really not about the team. They're about themselves. And that's what makes Michigan so different. I think Alabama had the team feel. I, I didn't sense that they were in it for themselves 
Yeah, Saban does a good job with that, considering the talent level. But Michigan is one of those unique teams. You know, I remember Doug Skeen during our Tullymore Golf Resort football summits that we do in the spring and the summer. And he's even told me in regards to my son Ace and playing the game of football, which he has from his days in high school in Texas to Michigan and a few stops in the NFL and even his kids, that you've got to play for your teammates to be a champion. You have got to love the game and play for your teammates. That has nothing to do with NIL. That has nothing to do with five-star, four-star, three-star. The team concept still wins at the end in any sport, any level. Oh, if people are talking about K gets 40 a night, doesn't play any defense, doesn't set the tone for everybody else. Oh, but he gets 41. NBA is AAU garbage right now. Flat out AAU garbage. Speaking of Doug Skeen, Superfly Hayes, my executive producer, tells me that Skeener is standing by on the roast umber coffee guest line. How you doing, Douglas? I'm doing great today, Bill. I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you. How about the Lions taking care of business in overtime to get that win? Offensive line on Corum's big bruising run, and then also the defensive line at the end, Stuffin' Milrow. Boy, you know, talk about a theme for a football program, the offense and defensive line. Bill, I was, I was watching very closely how our offensive line was going to match up against their defensive line and, you know, obviously our D-line against our, their O-line. We know, we know how that defense went. That wasn't all that surprising. It was surprising. But we, we, have, pretty, we have a pretty good defense, and that defensive line showed itself out. But the offensive line, in the first half, J.J. had two pressures. That was it. Was it? And then late in the game, obviously, fundamental Michigan football, basically the old 47G quorum scores in overtime there. And quorum's a special guy as well. But that offensive line did a really, really nice job in that football game yesterday. What else did you like about it? I, I thought JJ was up and down, erratic. And then when it mattered, uh, he got it together. They had that design run, which we have seen few design runs for JJ as the starting quarterback. At Michigan, and I, they, Michigan played with some desperation. They played with the pace to the offense. And my first thought as I'm sitting at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids with like 200 other people is that Michigan needs to mix in some hurry up and a different pace to their offense at times. And I know they were down. And when he went for it on fourth down, it basically was ball game if he doesn't get it. But I, I like that with Michigan. I think J.J., when there's some urgency, he's a better quarterback. Yeah, there was quite the evolution yesterday. I think when that game started, the, the sun was bright, the lights were brighter, the stadium was very colorful. And, and having been to the Rose Bowl and played in, in that stadium, Bill, I can tell you, it is a big deal. When you take that field for the first time and the grass is fresh and you look across the line at, a, at an opponent like Alabama, I can see how the heart rate would be flying through your chest. And it, it appeared that J.J. was certainly feeling that early in the football game. And then he settled in a little bit, but then we got a little bit of a slumpiness again. But then this kid just shows grit at the most important times, and he finds a way to make plays. And that's a testament to the kind of guy that he is. I would love to see him play a complete game. I don't think he played his best game. I think he's better than what we saw last night. And I I thought back to 
the J.J. at Ohio State two years ago, lowering his shoulder and making physical plays and smashing himself into that end zone and getting first downs. If we see that kind of player come next week against Washington, we'll win that game, I think, rather easily, I dare say. But I think he's he's a very, very good player. Statistically, one of the greatest players ever to wear the uniform in Michigan in that position, a quarterback. But still, I, I don't think we've seen his best in these playoffs. And maybe we will on Monday. The matchup with Washington is so polar opposite uh, from Alabama, maybe similar to Ohio State, but Ohio State didn't have a quarterback like Michael Penix Jr., who I believe is the best quarterback in college football this year and just got robbed not getting the Heisman. Jaden Daniels versus him, it's a no-brainer. But you go throw up gaudy numbers against weaker opponents, you don't post any impressive wins, and somehow you still win the Heisman. It's absolutely (laughs) unbelievable to see how that guy from LSU won the Heisman. But you got Penix Jr. He has some Big Ten pedigree with what he did at Indiana. He was highly successful there. The guy is just money. I think he's going to be a solid uh, NFL quarterback. So your thoughts uh, when that game ended last night with Washington, Texas, and you knew Michigan was playing the Huskies, how do they line up against Washington? I, Bill, honestly, I like the matchup. And obviously, Pennings is a special guy back there. I've, I've rarely seen a quarterback throw more accurate deep balls to give his guys a chance. And he finds those one-on-ones. And he puts the ball in such a spot that those dudes are they're coming down with it more often than not. 53%, I think, was a stat I heard in the telecast last night. That's pretty incredible. But if you don't have the time to sit back there and throw that deep ball, it's not going to matter. I like our defensive front against their offensive front. And more importantly, I like our offensive front against their defensive front. I think we can run the football. I feel okay going into this game, probably a little less nervous than what I thought going into the Alabama game. I like the matchup. Obviously, Vegas is liking the matchup as well for Michigan a little bit there. I think that if we pressure that quarterback and take him out of what his his comfort level is, and we could we match up well in the secondary against our outstanding wide receivers. I I really like the way this looks. What do you like about this team? Uh, not just the Alabama finish, but when you look at following this team, watching them, you and Ballas doing the Michigan football podcast, which is heard weekly at thewolverine.com, What really sticks out that maybe some previous Michigan championship level teams did not have? Bill, what's crazy impressive about this particular group of Michigan guys is a year ago, they set out to say, we're coming back here and we're going to write a different ending to this story. This is not who we are. And they've had such a laser focus going back to last winter, going through spring, all the way through this fall. And then, and then here comes the distractions. Here comes the outsiders. Oh, you're not playing anybody. Your schedule's soft. And then here comes the NCAA and suspensions and the Michigan Michigan administration, you know, parks Harbaugh at home for three weeks. And then the Big Ten parks him at home for three weeks. And the, the fence, the mental fence that they built around their own team to keep everybody out and focus on themselves as a team to go out and continue to do what they set out to do. Very few locker rooms have ever done what we've seen Michigan do this year. It's awfully impressive. And that's what I admire about these young men is they have been able to – keep the distractions at a minimum, 
and focus on the team and go out and find a way to win. And they just keep doing it. It's pretty awesome to watch. When we get to our fall Tullymore football summit, maybe before even the spring one in May, early June, will J.J. McCarthy and Jim Harbaugh still be a part of the Michigan football program? <laughs> well, do I, do I think they will or do I think they should? I, I, you and I talked about this just the other day. I, I, I stay on this, I think, especially if we win this game next week against Washington. I think Jim... Jim takes a hard look at the NFL. If he gets an offer, I do believe he'll leave to go chase a Lombardi trophy. I think it's I think he'll be leaving to do that, not running away from something that's brewing in Ann Arbor with this NCAA stuff. But I truly believe the guy desperately wants a Lombardi trophy like his brother's got, and his brother might get another one this year. Jim wants to climb that mountain as well, and I don't blame him for doing so. As far as J.J. goes, do I think he should leave? No. I, I think for him to reach his pinnacle, I think he, he could stand another year in Ann Arbor and, and maybe get a little bit better at some things, a little more consistent, in spite of how impressive he's been. But I wouldn't be surprised if he punched the clock and, and took his talent up to the next level as well. I, you know, I know there's a lot of guys saying that he's a first-rounder. I'm not so sure of that. Obviously, he's a talent. He's going to play football in the NFL. I just don't know where he slots in as a draft pick at this time um, with all the other quarter, quarterbacks that are coming out this year. So I think I think the head coach is probably gone, if you're asking me point blank. And I think the quarterback is a 50-50 whether he comes back. His name is Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion at Michigan, late 80s, early 90s, O-lineman. Also co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas, heard weekly at thewolverine.com. Doug, thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk as we get closer to kickoff of the Washington game on Monday for the NCAA D1 Football Championship, and I'll get your huge prediction. Thank you, Bill, for having me. Go Blue. All right, Doug Skeen checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Next segment, we'll hear from John Beeline, our weekly Talk and Hoop segment presented by Dorn. Mayhew, one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder, partner in Grand Rapids for the Dorn Mayhew office here in downtown GR will join me in studio. We'll talk to Coach Beeline about the Pistons breaking the streak, then laying an egg. What about Michigan and Michigan State in the Big Ten? And he was at Michigan when they hired Harbaugh. And how important is it? for a great football program to help a D1 basketball program at schools like Michigan. Coach Beeline uh, here in less than 10 minutes. I also have a message from my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports, 14-mile road in Rockford. Now think about this. How would you like your own custom tricked-out golf cart that you can design for the golf club, for the neighborhood, for your business, for the lake house? Stop in, see Drew and his team, West Side of the State, Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart go-to dealer, 14-mile road in Rockford on the west side of the state. And if you text IMPACT to 21,000, you'll be in the drawing next summer at our huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort to win a cart just like Lomas Brown's tricked-out Lions golf cart. You can see it at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. So just text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21,000. And I'm getting word from Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network that if you're going to be in the Detroit area 
That will be on January 12th. Uh, You can stop out and meet Lomas Brown at the Impact booth at the Ultimate Fishing Show in Novi that the Huge Show will be broadcasting from. That is on Friday, January 12th from 3 until 6 p.m. Lomas will be there with his tricked-out Lions golf cart from 2 until 4. That is on November 12th, or excuse me, January 12th. At the Ultimate Fishing Show in Novi. Huge show broadcasting live 3 until 6 on Friday, January 12th. And Lomas Brown will be there with his tricked-out golf cart from Impact Power Sports from 2 p.m. until 4 p.m. I think that's a Friday, January 12th, at the Ultimate Fishing Show in Novi at the Impact Power Sports booth. So that's pretty good stuff. Just text Impact to 21000 if you want to get in. On the drawing to win an exact replica of Lomas Brown's tricked-out Lions golf cart. Text I-M-P-A-C-T to 21000. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Who knows how the calendar year 2024 will play out for Michigan State's basketball team. The Spartans were number four in the Associated Press preseason poll back in November, and it's well documented the struggles against the best teams during non-conference play, let alone beginning 0-2 in Big Ten play and the Spartans first order of business is to get back into the middle of the Big Ten Conference standings. They are at home on Thursday night against arguably the Big Ten's weakest team Penn State and then a dangerous game Sunday at Northwestern where a lot of teams have struggled to play especially this season where Purdue was ranked number one when Northwestern won it. So those are the first two games to resume Big Ten play in 2024. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. 
huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. One of the best producers ever in the business. John's not picking up. Did he block you? Have you annoyed him? John Beeline, our weekly segment, Talking Hoops, presented by Dorn Mayhew. Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder. He heads up the Grand Rapids office. He'll join us in studio. In a moment, Superfly Hayes has had one of his greatest days in broadcasting. John did pick up. He could, you know, he, I think he lives down in Florida during the winter. I'm not by my phone. I'll be out in my man thong on the beach. Eye candy. That's what I would be. He'll, he'll, did you text him? He's really good about text. I think it might be personal towards you. Let me see if he texted me. Yeah, here's Coach, Coach Beeline. Could you have anybody except Brett text me? So, Josh Garvey is managing shareholder at Dorian Mayhew, one of the world's top CPA accounting business firms, GR office, also their world headquarters in Troy. And they do have an office in Houston, and they do have people connected to Michigan down in Houston. And you do have Michigan and Washington on Monday in Houston. I have a dream scenario that I shared with Josh that I'm doing the huge show Friday and Monday from the Dorn Mayhew Houston office. Josh would sit in. We'll get the Wolverine.com guys to come over and see us. And we'll talk about Michigan on the precipice, the cusp of a national championship. So we are working behind the scenes with Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network. Uh, we're we're trying to put this together. Josh, here's what I like about Josh. You know, he's the managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's GR office. He's a mover. He's a shaker. He gets things done. And the huge show could be in Houston Friday and Monday. I'm trying to temper my enthusiasm, not to get too excited. John... He's not returning your text or your calls. Brett, have you been dumped before by a girl? What's well, usually the first thing that happens? Two things. Doesn't pick up. It doesn't return your text. 
Are you getting dumped by Beeline? Live on air? Let me see if it'll return my text. Oh, yeah. Are you guys going to call me? Superfly is this close to stalking. Do you have you have you drunk dialed John? Like, you know, New Year's Eve, you showing people like, yeah, I got Beeline on my phone. I got Izzo on my phone. Holy Izzo, like, hey, how about uh Josh Garvey does join us, uh, managing shareholder Dorn Mayhew, GR office. Yesterday when the broadcast ends, we did the first two hours live leading up to because I had to go watch a game at Five o'clock at Celebration Cinema North and our huge watch party on the big screen in Grand Rapids. So I say, hey, good job today, buddy. He says, yeah, man, uh, sounded great on air. He goes, with hesitation, go blue. And I'm thinking, he's a turncoat. He's green and white. He's a Michigan State fan. I think that could be, because last time he kind of exposed that, that could be why John isn't calling you back. And we were going to talk about Michigan, Michigan State and the Big Ten hoops race, which is kind of overshadowed right now by the Lions and Michigan. We were going to get to the Pistons, who fired all of us, all of us up at Preston's Bar in Grand Ledge on Saturday when they held on and beat Toronto. And then they turn around and just give up almost 150 in Houston. And I'm like, normally... When there's a bad streak, the team turns around and will have a mini streak on the other side. And the Pistons just can't play defense. So I've come to this conclusion. I don't think they're playing for Monty Williams at all. I think that entire team hates him. And I and I, what I heard behind the scenes was he came in and fired a lot of longtime people without even saying anything and just said, you're done. So he was given full control. So if you get that dictator type person in a business your employees will turn on that person that person will not last there i've seen it in radio where i've had some classic bosses there was a boss here in grand rapids his first day i went to the regional guy and said i can't work with him and the regional guy said well your employee 32 who has contacted me on his first day as the boss we're gonna do it this way we used to do it this way. We all will do it this way. And you're like, dude, you won't last. So, and, and what's interesting, you took over for Tom Rosenbach from Bean Garter, now the transition officially on January 1 to Dorn Mayhew. And it's a learning curve, man. It's a, you got to pave your own way, but also you got to respect what was built up, right? You really do. Uh, if you come in and just start designing your own ways, People will leave you. It's there's tradition. We'll turn in, you off. Yeah, and there's tradition and excellence in Detroit and with Dorn Mayhew. Yeah, yeah. With the Pistons, I mean, like when you oh. look at their situation with well, Monty wait. Williams. If Monty comes in and says it's going to be Monty's way or the highway, those guys are going to check out on him. And they almost gave up 150 to Houston. That's a lot of points for Houston. Off, off. Of, you, you, you broke the streak. Now, part of it, I'll say, when you get those games where. I had Dick Versace, the old coach, remember him, the Pistons assistant, said watch games that with young teams on the weekends or right after holidays because these dudes go out and party. <laughs> he said that. He's, you know, right? Mm-hmm. So you get New Year's Eve, they're on the road. 
You think they stayed in their hotel room? No. 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 So I, I just, I, 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 I've come to the conclusion now that they want nothing to do with Williams. So the problem is, your Gores, you've paid all that money. You have. You've locked him in. And, I mean, this is the same guys you had a year ago, basically. Well, Phoenix so. didn't want him. And he had Durant. And he had Booker. He had Beal coming in. He had Beal coming in. I, they didn't want him. They did. Ishbia, who, you know, from Michigan and the Michigan State booster. Yeah, so we'll see, man. I, uh, that was really disappointing to think that they go from breaking the streak to just one of their worst games of the year. No defense. Zero. None. We talked about that last week with John. We did. You're doing a good job filling in for John, who refuses to answer Brett's calls and his text. <laughs> and we're not going to make this a public on-air issue. We're not going to embellish it. We're not going to keep talking about it. But John did say, is there any way I could do the segment? Is there any way I could do the segment just via text and not have to talk to Brett? So we'll see. (laughs) Are we running out of time? We're only going to have a little time left. We're going to have a little time with Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Doran Mayhew. Uh, Did you watch the game last night? I assume you did, right? Oh, I did. Michigan game? What a game. What a game. I think it's the biggest win for Michigan football ever. It, 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 it's up there. Maybe the, the first Ohio State win for Harbaugh at the Big House was special. And what they did to Ohio State and Columbus was phenomenal. But this was Saban. This was taking down the big man, right? It was. It really was. And, and, and maybe back to Tom Brady's game against Alabama. You go back to that game. And yeah, that, this game has significance because now it got you to the national title game. You had lost and not looked good in the first two college football playoffs, right? Right. Right, I do. Uh, we do get word that uh, John Beeline decided to uh, pick up the phone when uh, Superfly Hayes called him, and uh, he was boycotting Superfly. But that's a personal thing we can't discuss on air. I don't like to bring soap opera behind the scenes stuff on air. How you doing, Coach? I am doing good. Thanks very much for having me on again, Bill. Uh, and say hello to Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, Dorn Mayhew, GR office. Hi, Coach. How are you? Yes, sir. Good. I'm, I'm good. I'm great after that win yesterday. Did you watch the Michigan game last night? I sure did. I, did. I watched every, just about every snap. So what, what impressed you the most about Michigan's win last night? I think our poise uh, in that situation was, was outstanding. I said this, too, after they beat Ohio State. I said it was like, it was like a... a a man, a, a perfect, a flawless performance. In fact, just a masterpiece. I think I called it, and I saw that again in 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 parts, especially their drive, and then the overtime. Um, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful, and yeah, I like the sidelines for um, for Michigan too. They seem to be very calm and poised, and I I always I tried to coach that way. I wanted my team to look over at me and see someone that was confident and poised. Even though I might not have been at the time, I, that's what I want. I fake it. And when I looked at our sideline, that's what I saw. And the Alabama sideline, you saw this worried look on their face much of the game that they knew this wasn't going to be a Southeast Conference rollover uh, like it had been in, in other years with Big Ten teams in the Southeast Conference. So great win all the way around. So you were – the head coach there when Harbaugh was hired, do you remember your first conversation with Coach Harbaugh? 
Oh, it might have been before that. I think when he was coaching San Francisco, we had a conversation. We were out on the West Coast with some boosters and uh, talked with them then. I said, you know, he, he's just a, he's a man that is so committed to trying to find the best way to win. And he's, I think if he's guilty of anything, he's so focused on trying to just help Michigan football get to its, top, its best level that people might not understand him somehow. But he's, I think what's happened a lot in this is he's, I think he's understand college football. He's really emphasized culture in the last couple of years and delegation to his staff that let trust these guys. He's got an incredible staff, trust these guys, let them coach and then come in where you need to come in. And that's been a, that's been a, a just a great um, the run here the last three years. When you look at that overall record, good, good God, it's a, it's unbelievable. Yeah, J.J. McCarthy, I, I joked in his first start, I said he'll never lose a game. I joked on a tweet, and then they showed that stat last night that he's only lost one game, <laughs> you know, as a starter. I, I can't wait for Monday night against Washington. Coach Beeline will be watching it. Uh, I'll be watching it. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew, will be watching it. Uh, let's move on from football. Uh, the Big Ten basketball season started with their couple games they do now uh, to get the conference going in December. And John will be in the Big Ten network studios during the weekends in January, February, into March. Uh, when you look at Michigan and Michigan State right now, State seems more poised for maybe the expected Big Ten run. Michigan, uh, with the transition again with coaching, they look like they stepped back, and the loss to McNeese State was one of the worst they've ever had. Well, let me say this about this. McNeese State is uh, came, started out their year by winning, I think, at VCU and at UAB. And uh, there's not too many teams who will go to those two places. So I think McNeese State was probably just as good a team, believe it or not. not most years it is not. For the home of of Joe, of Joe Dumars, McNeese State, the Cowboys. I've actually coached at there at one time when uh, against McNeese State, and um, I just think McNeese State was better. It was 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 a better team than people thought. Um, Michigan State right now, I see. I, I hated to see the the shooting accident of the young man uh, at Michigan State. Fears. Yeah. Whichever way it happens, whether it's an ankle injury, something as tragic as this, which is awful, whatever, when your bench gets shortened sometimes, identities rise with everybody on the team. And as a result, I, I think they're, they're playing right now like he probably would like them play in February because they're connected. Uh, people, the role definition is very, is, is very important on a team, and I think they're are getting closer to that. And uh, it'd be interesting to see how they do as they both open up this week. John Beeline, former head coach at Michigan, each and every week he talks hoops, presented by Dorn Mayhew, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's GR office, also joins us every week. So looking at Michigan, Michigan State, I know you've been down to a couple games for both schools. Uh Tell me your thoughts on the Spartans right now and the Wolverines. I was at the game, uh, Indiana State game. Uh, Indiana State played as tough in that first half and into that second half. It was a pretty close game. Um, but they are playing very, very well, very, very much together. 
a lot of experience on the floor for MSU this year, and, and you can see that out there um, with Holgard and Akins and Walker, uh, Sissoko, and, 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 and the young stud, uh, Colin Carr, who made some amazing plays to see those in person. That dude can get out. He just he makes Man. fantastic plays. Um, they seem to be very, playing very, very well together. Um, and, and to echo Coach Coach's comments here, McNeese State, yeah, they, they're, they're a good team. They're 11-2. and two. I was looking at that just on my stats here, and, and um, they had a player, Wells, go for 30 points against Michigan, and they played them tough. Um, but I, I'm concerned about Michigan as they head into their Big Ten schedule here. Um, they've got some tough games on the road and, and certainly have some concerns with, with the culture in that locker room right now. Something seems off when you watch the games. And um, so certainly have some concerns with Michigan here as, as they head into the Big Ten schedule starting uh, this week. You know, there, there is, John, the transfer portal and trying to keep everybody happy. Uh, all the coaches deal with it. I think Izzo dealt with that early, and that's why they were preseason number four, and they just totally bottomed out. And he's got them back now with a lot of practice time and figuring out minutes in the rotation. But, boy, trying to manage everything. And then you look at Juwan was out, then back in. Uh, then you had the Sanderson issue. They just had a lot going on that wasn't connected to basketball. Then you throw in – the holiday breaks are always tough on kids who live far away or somebody that doesn't have the connected family. Uh, there, There is a lot in terms of a team, John, that you would know more than anybody else on trying to keep those guys together mentally, physically during those holiday breaks before you get into the conference run. Yeah, you have to be so intentional every day. It's not just, okay, here's the, uh, the seven of these you know, 10 days we're going to practice over the holidays when there's nobody on campus. You can't just do that. You got to say, okay, here's the days, but we're going over to, we're going to dinner, you know, together on this day. We're coming over to coach's house. I, I swear one year, guys, we had Colin Castleton. If you guys can remember him, he was the big 6'10 kid we had who turned out to be a great player. At Florida. Transferred to Florida. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and, he came over to our house and everybody, you know, you go to the coach's house and everybody's a little, you know, let's get out of here. Let's eat and be nice, but let's get out of here. And it's not as bonding. This young man did imitations of me that were so good. And he wasn't even playing. I mean, it was like, he's way down on the bench. He's a freshman. He had me down. He had all my pet things down to his <laughs> and everybody was rolling and laughing because it was right in front of me, number one, but because he was good at it. And I swear, you know, we we left that day so much more connected because of some little small intentional thing like that where, uh, you know, things happen. So whether it was just really simple things like like a white elephant at Christmas or a bowling. And um, one year one year we did uh, what's a where you shoot your pink guns. That was before the season where it ended up with an epic you know, showdown between John Sanderson and and Zach Irvin, uh, epic like shootout at the OK Corral with everybody cheering. These are the things that when you can do these things, it builds this culture. And it's tough when you've had the roster turnover that we've had. Uh, so um, I guess I shouldn't. Now that I'm working for the Big Tech Network, network I shouldn't say we anymore, should I, guys? You can but, still uh, say we. It's always it, can, it, you, you, you're not French. You're John Beeline. You're from the East Coast, <laughs> but you can you can say we. And he mentioned the Big Ten Network. Look for Coach Beeline 
uh, his analysis in studio on the Big Ten Network, January, this February. Weekend, first weekend is this, yeah, this day, Saturday, March. this Saturday and Sunday. Wow. Beyond the debut. All the games. Man, yeah. that's yeah. just, uh, uh, wow, but the you, debut. You, but Bill, you know what I mean? It's just little things like that that create this culture that you, and you have, but it says you just can't hope for it to happen today. It's not going to happen. By the time osmosis makes it happen, um, you're probably the season's over. So you have to do that as a coaching staff. And I'm not certain if they're working on it. I'm, I know that some of the coaches have been there have been part of these teams that had this great culture. And uh, that's what they're working on, Josh. I'm sure that the coaches know enough to how, how can we tighten this group up because they've gone through a lot. They've gone through a lot this year and, and in their careers, and now they've all found a home, and they got to make the best of it and, and make Michigan, Michigan a winning team. They have talent. I, uh, they have talent. But as we, we, we know, that's not always just enough. John Beeline, never enough of John on the huge show across Michigan. My man, uh, good stuff. I uh, appreciate you. Uh, understanding that eventually he had to talk to Superfly and pick up the phone when he was calling. So he, he doesn't hold grudges anymore. He's older. Johnny, uh, we'll catch up on the Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and more okay. uh, next Tuesday. Maybe we'll be talking about John, or not John Harbaugh, but Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines as national champs. Happy New Year, my man. That would be great. All right. Thank, thanks, everybody. All right. Bye now. All right. There he is, Josh. Hey, good stuff in studio. Thank you, my man. Thank you, too. All right, Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's GR Office World Headquarters in Troy, one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. And each and every week, Dorn Mayhew presents Talking Hoops with Coach Beeline with Josh in studio on the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. For goodness sake, wear your seatbelt. Better yet, for your family's sake, your friend's sake, for your own sake, buckle up. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police knows that seatbelts save lives. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police sees firsthand what happens when seatbelts aren't used. We want Michigan to be the leader in seatbelt use. We want everyone in Michigan to get home safely. For everyone's sake, buckle up every time. Bill Simonson here for my friends from Urban U. They are one of Michigan's top med spas. So if you're looking for top shelf skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, and just overall skin wellness, Urban U can help you at one of their three West Michigan locations and also in downtown Northville on the east side of the state. Find out more at theurbanu.com. When was the last time you thought about your skin health and wellness? Like I said, skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, wellness, Botox, and more. Let the professionals help you at Urban U. Four locations in West Michigan. Downtown Grand Rapids, Naps Corner. Also in Rockford, their waxology just north of GR. And you'll find an Urban U in Northville. If you want to discover everything they can do to help your skin wellness, go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. 
Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions, big name guest. Life is pretty good if you're a Lions fan and a Michigan fan right now. That win over Alabama was historic. And now they get Washington on Monday in Houston for the national championship. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion. Offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s, co-host of the Michigan football podcast with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com. He'll join us in less than five minutes. Before the bottom of the hour, our weekly conversation with John Beeline. Talking Hoops presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for the Grand Rapids office, joins us. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. We're going to talk to Beeline about... Michigan, Michigan State in the Big Ten hoops race. His early forecast, Pistons don't show up after ending the streak. God, they play no defense. I know everybody loves Cade's offensive numbers. He doesn't play squat in terms of defense. Nothing. We'll also talk about when Harbaugh was hired and the importance of a great football team at Michigan or other big boy D1 schools and how it helps basketball programs. So Coach Beeline before the bottom of the hour. If you want to join us, we have our Honolulu Blue. Huge questions of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. First one, did the Lions get screwed by the officials? I want your opinions from Saturday night's game. And then also on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, Michigan was an early four-and-a-half-point favorite. Are you taking the Wolverines minus four-and-a-half or the Huskies plus four-and-a-half? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they're a Michigan-based bank. Join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Let's go to Roger in Riverdale, Michigan. You're on the HUGE show. Hi, Bill. Um, have you heard anything about uh, Ohio State and Catapult Video? What? Oh, the uh, the video cloud service, Catapult. Uh, there are two uh, top people there are former Ohio State 
uh, employees in the video department. So what does that have to do with uh, either Michigan or other Big Ten schools? What's the connection with Catapult Video? Well, Ohio State, their their video, they're talking about a uh, possibility of uh, unscrupulous activities with the video departments. Well, you know what? Uh, Ohio State really laid an egg like Florida State did. They can talk about opt-outs and all this. If you're a big boy program like Ohio State and Florida State and you don't have backups that can make you competitive, I think that's a sign and a message about the state of your program. Because when you go chase all these NIL guys or five stars, they're, they're really not about the team. They're about themselves. And that's what makes Michigan so different. I think Alabama had the team feel. I, I didn't sense that they were in it for themselves. And Saban does a good job with that, considering the talent level. But Michigan is one of those unique teams. You know, I remember Doug Skeen during our Tullymore Golf Resort football summits that we do in the spring and the summer. And he's even told me in regards to my son Ace and playing the game of football, which he has from his days in high school in Texas to Michigan and a few stops in the NFL and even his kids, that you've got to play for your teammates to be a champion. You have got to love the game and play for your teammates. That has nothing to do with NIL. That has nothing to do with five-star, four-star, three-star. The team concept still wins at the end in any sport, any level. Oh, if people are talking about K gets 40 a night, doesn't play any defense, doesn't set the tone for everybody else. Oh, but he gets 41. NBA is AAU garbage right now. Flat out AAU garbage. Speaking of Doug Skeen, Superfly Hayes, my executive producer, tells me, that Skeener is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Douglas? I'm doing great today, Bill. I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you. How about the Lions taking care of business in overtime to get that win? Offensive line on Corum's big bruising run, and then also the defensive line at the end, Stuffin' Milrow. Boy, you know, talk about a theme for a football program, the offense and defensive line. Bill, I was I was watching very closely how our offensive line was going to match up against their defensive line and you know, obviously our D line against our their O line. We know we know how that defense went. That wasn't all that surprising. It was surprising, but we we have pretty we have a pretty good defense and that defensive line showed itself out. But the offensive line in the first half, JJ had two pressures. That was it. Was it? And then late in the game, obviously, fundamental Michigan football, basically the old 47G quorum scores in overtime there. And quorum's a special guy as well. But that offensive line did a really, really nice job in that football game yesterday. What else did you like about it? I, I thought JJ was up and down, erratic. And then when it mattered, uh, he got it together. They had that design run, which we have seen few design runs for JJ as the starting quarterback. At Michigan, and I, they, Michigan played with some desperation. They played with the pace to the offense. And my first thought as I'm sitting at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids with like 200 other people is that Michigan needs to mix in some hurry up. 
and a different pace to their offense at times. And I know they were down, and when he went for it on fourth down, it basically was ball game if he doesn't get it. But I, I like that with Michigan. I think J.J., when there's some urgency, he's a better quarterback. Yeah, there was quite the evolution yesterday. I think when that game started, the, the sun was bright, the lights were brighter, the stadium was very colorful, and, and having been to the Rose Bowl and played in, in that stadium, Bill, I can tell you, it is a big deal. When you take that field for the first time and the grass is fresh and you look across the line at, a, at an opponent like Alabama, I can see how the heart rate would be flying through your chest. And it, it appeared that J.J. was certainly feeling that early in the football game. And then he settled in a little bit, but then we got a little bit of a slumpiness again. But then this kid just shows grit at the most important times, and he finds a way to make plays. And that's a testament to the kind of guy that he is. I would love to see him play a complete game. I don't think he played his best game. I think he's better than what we saw last night. And I, I, I thought back to the J.J. at Ohio State two years ago, lowering his shoulder and making physical plays and smashing himself into that end zone and getting first downs. We see that kind of player come next week against Washington. We'll win that game, I think, rather easily, I dare say. But I think he's he's a very, very good player. Statistically, one of the greatest players ever to wear the uniform in Michigan in that position, a quarterback. But still, I, I don't think we've seen his best in these playoffs. And maybe we will on Monday. The matchup with Washington is so polar opposite uh, from Alabama, maybe similar to Ohio State, but Ohio State didn't have a quarterback like Michael Penix Jr., who I believe is the best quarterback in college football this year and just got robbed not getting the Heisman. Jaden Daniels versus him, it's a no-brainer. But you go throw up gaudy numbers against weaker opponents, you don't post any impressive wins, and somehow you still win the Heisman. It's absolutely <laughs> unbelievable to see how that guy from LSU won the Heisman. But you got Penix Jr. He has some Big Ten pedigree with what he did at Indiana. He was highly successful there. The guy is just money. I think he's going to be a solid uh, NFL quarterback. So your thoughts uh, when that game ended last night with Washington, Texas, and you knew Michigan was playing the Huskies, how do they line up against Washington? I, Bill, honestly, I like the matchup. And obviously, Pennings is a special guy back there. I've, I've rarely seen a quarterback throw more accurate deep balls to give his guys a chance. And he finds those one-on-ones. And he puts the ball in such a spot that those dudes are they're coming down with it more often than not. 53%, I think, was a stat I heard in the telecast last night. That's pretty incredible. But if you don't have the time to sit back there and throw that deep ball, it's not going to matter. I like our defensive front against their offensive front, and more importantly, I like our offensive front against their defensive front. I think we can run the football. I feel okay going into this game, probably a little less nervous than what I thought going into the Alabama game. I like the matchup. Obviously, Vegas is liking the matchup as well for Michigan a little bit there. I think that if we pressure that quarterback and take him out of what his his comfort level is, and we could we match up well in the secondary against their outstanding wide receivers. I I really like the way this looks. What do you like about this team? Uh, not just the Alabama finish, but when you look at following this team, watching them, you and Ballas doing the Michigan football podcast, which is heard weekly at the Wolverine.com, what really sticks out that maybe some previous Michigan championship level teams did not have? 
Bill, what's crazy and impressive about this particular group of Michigan guys is a year ago, they set out to say, we're coming back here and we're going to write a different ending to this story. This is not who we are. And they've had such a laser focus going back to last winter, going through spring, all the way through this fall, and then, and then here comes the distractions. Here comes the outsiders. Oh, you're not playing anybody. Your schedule's soft. And then here comes the NCAA and suspensions and the Michigan, Michigan administration, you know, parks Harbaugh at home for three weeks. And then the Big Ten parks him at home for three weeks. And the, the fence, the mental fence that they built around their own team to keep everybody out and focus on themselves as a team to go out and continue to do what they set out to do. Very few locker rooms have ever done what we've seen Michigan do this year. It's awfully impressive, and that's what I admire about these young men, is they have been able to keep the distractions at a minimum and focus on the team and go out and find a way to win, and they just keep doing it. It's pretty awesome to watch. When we get to our fall Tullymore football summit, maybe before even the spring one in May, early June, Will J.J. McCarthy and Jim Harbaugh still be a part of the Michigan football program? <laughs> well, do I, do I think they will or do I think they should? I, I, you and I talked about this just the other day. I, I, I stay on this, I think, especially if we win this game next week against Washington. I think Jim, Jim takes a hard look at the NFL. If he gets an offer, I do believe he'll leave to go chase a Lombardi trophy. I think, it's, I think he'll be leaving to do that, not running away from something that's brewing in Ann Arbor with this NCAA stuff, but I truly believe the guy desperately wants a Lombardi trophy like his brother's got, and his brother might get another one this year. Jim wants to climb that mountain as well, and I don't blame him for doing so. As far as J.J. goes, do I think he should leave? No. I, I think for him to reach his pinnacle, I think he, he can stand another year in Ann Arbor and, and maybe get a little bit better at some things, a little more consistent, in spite of how impressive he's been. But I wouldn't be surprised if he punched the clock and, and took his talent up to the next level as well. I, you know, I know there's a lot of guys saying that he's a first rounder. I'm not so sure of that. Obviously, he's a talent. He's going to play football in the NFL. I just don't know where he slots in as a draft pick at this time um, with all the other quarter, quarterbacks that are coming out this year. So I think, I think the head coach is probably gone, if you're asking me point blank. And I think the quarterback is a 50 50 whether he comes back. His name is Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion at Michigan, late 80s, early 90s, O-lineman. Also co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas, heard weekly at thewolverine.com. Doug, thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk as we get closer to kickoff of the Washington game on Monday for the NCAA D1 football championship, and I'll get your huge prediction. Thank you, Bill, for having me. Go Blue. All right, Doug Skeen checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Next segment, we'll hear from John Beeline, our weekly Talk and Hoop segment presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder, partner in Grand Rapids for the Dorn Mayhew office here in downtown GR, will join me in studio. We'll talk to Coach Beeline about the Pistons. Breaking the streak, then laying an egg. What about Michigan and Michigan State in the Big Ten? And he was at Michigan when they hired Harbaugh. And how important is it for a great football program to help a D1 basketball program at schools like Michigan? Coach Beeline uh, here in less than 10 minutes.
I also have a message from my good friend, Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports, 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Now think about this. How would you like your own custom tricked out golf cart that you can design for the golf club, for the neighborhood, for your business, for the lake house? Stop in, see Drew and his team, West Side of the State, Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart go-to dealer, 14 Mile Road in Rockford, on the west side of the state. And if you text IMPACT to 21000, you'll be in the drawing next summer at our huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort to win a card just like Lomas Brown's Tricked Out Lions Golf Cart. You can see it at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. So just text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000. And I'm getting word from Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network that if you're going to be in the Detroit area, that will be on January 12th, uh, you can stop out and meet Lomas Brown at the Impact booth at the Ultimate Fishing Show in Novi that the Huge Show will be broadcasting from. That is on Friday, January 12th from 3 until 6 p.m. Lomas will be there with his tricked-out Lions golf cart from 2 until 4. That is on November 12th, or excuse me, January 12th. At the Ultimate Fishing Show in Novi. Huge show broadcasting live 3 until 6 on Friday, January 12th. And Lomas Brown will be there with his tricked out golf cart from Impact Power Sports from 2 p.m. until 4 p.m. I think that's a Friday, January 12th at the Ultimate Fishing Show in Novi at the Impact Power Sports booth. So that's pretty good stuff. Just text Impact to 21000 if you want to get in. On the drawing to win an exact replica of Lomas Brown's tricked out Lions golf cart. Text IMPACT to 21000. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Who knows how the calendar year 2024 will play out for Michigan State's basketball team. The Spartans were number four in the Associated Press preseason poll back in November, and it's well documented the struggles against the best teams during non-conference play, let alone beginning 0-2 in Big Ten. Play and the Spartans' first order of business is to get back into the middle of the Big Ten Conference standings. They are at home on Thursday night against arguably the Big Ten's weakest team, Penn State, and then a dangerous game Sunday at Northwestern, where a lot of teams have struggled to play, especially this season, where Purdue was ranked number one when Northwestern won it. So those are the first two games to resume Big Ten play in 2024. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, 
high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now, they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition can cocktails available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. One of the best producers ever in the business. John's not picking up. Did he block you? Have you annoyed him? John Beeline, our weekly segment, Talking Hoops, presented by Dorn Mayhew. Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder. He heads up the Grand Rapids office. He'll join us in studio in a moment, Superfly Hayes has had one of his greatest days in broadcasting. John did pick up. He could, you know, he, I think he lives down in Florida during the winter. I'm not by my phone. I'll be out in my man thong on the beach. Eye candy. That's what I would be. He'll, he'll, did you text him? He's really good about text. I think it might be personal towards you. Let me see if he texted me. Yeah, here's Coach, Coach Beeline. Could you have anybody except Brett text me? So, Josh Garvey is managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top CPA accounting business firms, GR office, also their world headquarters in Troy. And they do have an office in Houston, and they do have people connected to Michigan down in Houston. And you do have Michigan and Washington on Monday in Houston. I have a dream scenario that I shared with Josh that I'm doing the huge show Friday and Monday from the Dorn Mayhew Houston office. Josh would sit in. We'll get the Wolverine.com guys to come over and see us. 
And we'll talk about Michigan on the precipice, the cusp of a national championship. So we are working behind the scenes with Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network. Uh, we're we're trying to put this together. Josh, here's what I like about Josh. You know, he's the managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's GR office. He's a mover. He's a shaker. He gets things done. And the huge show could be in Houston Friday and Monday. I'm trying to temper my enthusiasm, not to get too excited. John, he's not returning your text or your calls. Brett, have you been dumped before by a girl? What's usually the first thing that happens? Two things. Doesn't pick up. It doesn't return your text. Are you getting dumped by Beeline? Live on air? Let me see if it'll return my text. Oh, yeah. Are you guys going to call me? Superfly is this close to stalking. Do you have you have you drunk dialed John? Like, you know, New Year's Eve, you showing people like, yeah, I got Beeline on my phone. I got Izzo on my phone. Holy Izzo, like, hey, how about uh Josh Garvey does join us, uh, managing shareholder Dorn Mayhew, GR office. Yesterday when the broadcast ends, we did the first two hours live leading up to because I had to go watch a game at Five o'clock at Celebration Cinema North and our huge watch party on the big screen in Grand Rapids. So I say, hey, good job today, buddy. He says, yeah, man, uh, sounded great on air. He goes, with hesitation, go blue. And I'm thinking, he's a turncoat. He's green and white. He's a Michigan State fan. I think that could be, because last time he kind of exposed that, that could be why John isn't calling you back. And we were going to talk about Michigan, Michigan State and the Big Ten hoops race, which is kind of overshadowed right now by the Lions and Michigan. We were going to get to the Pistons, who fired all of us, all of us up at Preston's Bar in Grand Ledge on Saturday when they held on and beat Toronto. And then they turn around and just give up almost 150 in Houston. And I'm like, normally... When there's a bad streak, the team turns around and will have a mini streak on the other side. And the Pistons just can't play defense. So I've come to this conclusion. I don't think they're playing for Monty Williams at all. I think that entire team hates him. And I and I, what I heard behind the scenes was he came in and fired a lot of longtime people without even saying anything and just said, you're done. So he was given full control. So if you get that dictator type person in a business your employees will turn on that person that person will not last there i've seen it in radio where i've had some classic bosses there was a boss here in grand rapids his first day i went to the regional guy and said i can't work with him and the regional guy said well your employee 32 who has contacted me on his first day as the boss we're gonna do it this way we used to do it this way. We all will do it this way. And you're like, dude, you won't last. So, and, and what's interesting, you took over for Tom Rosenbach from Bean Garter, now the transition officially on January 1 to Dorn Mayhew. And it's a learning curve, man. It's a, you got to pave your own way, but also you got to respect what was built up, right? You really do. Uh, if you come in and just start 
designing your own ways, people will leave you. It's there's tradition. We'll turn in, you off. Yeah, and there's tradition and excellence in Detroit, and with Dorn Mayhew. Yeah, yeah, with the Pistons. I mean, like when oh. you look at their situation with well, Monty Williams, if Monty comes in and says it's going to be Monty's way or the highway, those guys are going to check out on him. And they almost gave up 150 to Houston. That's a lot of points for Houston. Off, off. Of, you, you, you broke the streak. Now, part of it, I'll say, when you get those games where. I had Dick Versace, the old coach, remember him, the Pistons assistant, said watch games that with young teams on the weekends or right after holidays because these dudes go out and party. <laughs> he said that. He's, you know, right? Mm-hmm. So you get New Year's Eve, they're on the road. You think they stayed in their hotel room? No. 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 So I, I just, I, 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 I've come to the conclusion now that they want nothing to do with Williams. But the problem is your gores. You've paid all that money. You have. You've locked him in. And, I mean, this is the same guys you had a year ago, basically. Well, Phoenix so. didn't want him. And he had Durant. And he had Booker. He had Beal coming in. He had uh, Beal coming in. I, they didn't want him. They did Ishbia, who, you know, from Michigan and the Michigan State booster. And so we'll see, man. I, uh, that was really disappointing to think that they go from breaking the streak to just one of their worst games of the year. No defense. Zero. None. We talked about that last week with John. We did. You're doing a good job filling in for John, who refuses to answer Brett's calls and his text. (laughs) And we're not going to make this a public, on-air issue. We're not going to embellish it. We're not going to keep talking about it. But John did say, is there any way I could do the segment is there any way I could do the segment just via text and not have to talk to Brett? So we'll see. <laughs> are, are we running out of time? We're, we're only going to have a little time left. We're going to have a little time with Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Doran Mayhew. Uh, did you watch the game last night? I assume you did, right? Oh, I did. Michigan game? What a game. What a game. I think it's the biggest win for Michigan football ever. It, 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 it's up there. Maybe the, the first Ohio State win for Harbaugh, the big house was special. And what they did to Ohio State and Columbus was phenomenal. But this was Saban. This was taking down the big man, right? It was. It really was. And, and, and maybe back to Tom Brady's game against Alabama. You go back to that game. And yeah, that, this game has significance because now it got you to the national title game. You had lost and not looked good in the first two college football playoffs, right? Right, right. I do. Uh, we do get word that uh, John Beeline decided to uh, pick up the phone when uh, Superfly Hayes called him, and uh, he was boycotting Superfly. But that's a personal thing we can't discuss on air. I don't like to bring soap opera behind the scenes stuff on air. How you doing, Coach? I am doing good. Thanks very much for having me on again, Bill. Uh, and say hello to Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, yeah. Dorn Mayhew, GR office. Hi, Coach. How are you? Yes, sir. Good. I'm, I'm good. I'm great after that win yesterday. Did you watch the Michigan game last night? I sure did. I, did. I watched every, just about every snap. So what, what impressed you the most about Michigan's win last night? I think our poise uh, in that situation was, was outstanding. I said this, too, after they beat Ohio State. I said it was like, it was like a, 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 man, a, 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 perfect, a flawless performance. In fact, just a masterpiece, I think I called it. And I saw that again in, in, in parts, especially their drive and then 
the overtime. Um, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. And yeah, I like the sidelines for, um, for Michigan too. They seem to be very calm and poised. And I, I always, I tried to coach that way. I wanted my team to look over at me and see someone that was confident and poised, even though I might not have been at the time. <laughs> I, that's what I want. I fake it. And when I looked at our sideline, that's what I saw. And the Alabama sideline, you saw this worried look on their face much of the game that they knew this wasn't going to be a Southeast Conference rollover uh, like it had been in, in other years with Big Ten teams in the Southeast Conference. So great win all the way around. So you were the head coach there when Harbaugh was hired. Do you remember your first conversation with Coach Harbaugh? Oh, it might have been before that. I think when he was coaching San Francisco, we had a conversation. We were out on the West Coast with some boosters and uh, talked with them then. I said, you know, he, he's just a, he's a man that is so committed to trying to find the best way to win. And he's, I think if he's guilty of anything, he's so focused on trying to just help Michigan football get to its, top, its best level that people might not understand him somehow. But he's, I think what's happened a lot in this is he's, I think he's understand college football. He's really emphasized culture in the last couple of years and delegation to his staff that let trust these guys. He's got an incredible staff, trust these guys, let them coach and then come in where you need to come in. And that's been a, that's been a, a just a great, um, the run here the last three years. When you look at that overall record, good, good God, it's a, it's unbelievable. Yeah, JJ McCarthy. I, I joked in his first start. I said he'll never lose a game. I joked on a tweet, and then they showed that stat last night that he's only lost one game. <laughs> you know, as a starter, I, I can't wait for Monday night against Washington. Coach Beeline will be watching it. Uh, I'll be watching it. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew, will be watching it. Uh, let's move on from football. Uh, the Big Ten basketball season started with their couple games they do now uh, to get the conference going in December. And John will be in the Big Ten network studios during the weekends in January, February, into March. Uh, when you look at Michigan and Michigan State right now, State seems more poised for maybe the expected Big Ten run. Michigan, uh, with the transition again with coaching, they look like they stepped back, and the loss to McNeese State was one of the worst they've ever had. Well, let me say this about this. McNeese State is uh, started out their year by winning, I think, at VCU and at UAB. And uh, there's not too many teams who will go to those two places. So I think McNeese State was probably just as good a team, believe it or not. not most years it is not. For the home of of Joe, of Joe Dumars, McNeese State, the Cowboys. I've actually coached at there at one time when uh, against McNeese State, and um, I just think McNeese State was better. It was 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 a better team than people thought. Um, Michigan State right now, I see. I, I hated to see the the shooting accident of the young man uh, at Michigan State. Fears. Yeah. Whichever way it happens, whether it's an ankle injury, something as tragic as this, which is awful, whatever, when your bench gets shortened sometimes, identities rise with everybody on the team. And as a result, I, I think they're, they're playing right now like he probably would like them play in February 
because they're connected. Uh, people, the role definition is very is is very important on a team, and I think they are getting closer to that. And uh, it'd be interesting to see how they do as they both open up this week. John Beeline, former head coach at Michigan, each and every week he talks hoops. Presented by Dorn Mayhew, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's GR office, also joins us every week. So. Looking at Michigan, Michigan State, I know you've been down to a couple of games for both schools. Uh, tell me your thoughts on the Spartans right now and the Wolverines. I was at the game, uh, Indiana State game. Uh, Indiana State played us tough in that first half and into that second half. It was a pretty close game. Um, but they are playing very, very well, very, very much together. A lot of experience on the floor for MSU this year, and, and you can see that out there um, with Holgard and Akins and Walker. Uh, Sissoko and, 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 and the young stud uh, Colin Carr who made some amazing plays to see those in person. That dude can get out. He just, he makes fantastic plays. Um, they seem to be very, playing very, very well together. Um, and, and to echo Coach Coach's comments here, McNeese State, yeah, they, they're, they're a good team. They're 11-2. and two. I was looking at that just on my stats here and, and um, they had a player, Wells, go for 30 points against Michigan and they played them tough. Um, but I, I'm concerned about Michigan as they head into their Big Ten schedule here. Um, they've got some tough games on the road and, and certainly have some concerns with, with the culture in that locker room right now. Something seems off when you watch the games. And um, so certainly have some concerns with Michigan here as, as they head into the Big Ten schedule starting uh, this week. You know, there, there is, John, the transfer portal and trying to keep everybody happy. Uh, all the coaches deal with it. I think Izzo dealt with that early, and that's why they were preseason number four, and they just totally bottomed out. And he's got them back now with a lot of practice time and figuring out minutes in the rotation. But, boy, trying to manage everything. And then you look at Juwan was out, then back in. Uh, then you had the Sanderson issue. They just had a lot going on that wasn't connected to basketball. Then you throw in... The holiday breaks are always tough on kids who live far away or somebody that doesn't have the connected family. Uh, there, There is a lot in terms of a team, John, that you would know more than anybody else on trying to keep those guys together mentally, physically during those holiday breaks before you get into the conference run. Yeah, you have to be so intentional every day. It's not just, okay, here's the, uh, the seven of these you know, 10 days we're going to practice over the holidays when there's nobody on campus. You can't just do that. You got to say, okay, here's the days, but we're going over to, we're going to dinner, you know, together on this day, we're coming over to coach's house. I, I swear one year guys, we had Colin Castleton. If you guys can remember him, he was the big six ten kid we had who turned out to be a great player at Florida transferred to Florida. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and, he came over to our house and everybody, you know, you go to the coach's house and everybody's a little, you know, let's get out of here. Let's eat and be nice, but let's get out of here. And it's not as bonding. This young man did imitations of me that were so good. And he wasn't even playing. I mean, it was like, he's way down on the bench. He's a freshman. He had me down. He had all my pet things down to his pocket <laughs> and everybody was rolling and laughing because it was right in front of me. Number one, but cause he was good at it. And I swear, you know, we we left that day so much more connected because of some little, small, intentional thing like that where 
you know, things happen. So whether it was just really simple things like like a white elephant at Christmas or a bowling and um, one year, one year we did uh, what's a where you shoot your pink guns. That was before the season. We ended up with an epic, you know, showdown between John Sanderson and and Zach Irvin. Uh, epic, like shootout at the OK Corral with everybody cheering. These are the things that when you can do these things, it builds this culture. And it's tough when you've had the roster turnover that we've had. Uh, so. Um, I guess I shouldn't. Now that I'm working for the Big Tech Network, network I shouldn't say we anymore, should I, guys? <laughs> you can but still that, say we. It's always it, can, it, you, you're not French. You're John Beeline. You're from the East Coast, <laughs> but you can you can say we. And he mentioned the Big Ten Network. Look for Coach Beeline. Uh, his analysis in studio on the Big Ten Network, January, this February, weekend, first weekend is this. Yeah, this day, Saturday, March. this Saturday and Sunday. Wow, beyond the debut, for all the games. Man, yeah, that's yeah. just that. Uh, Wow, but you, the debut. You, but Bill, you know what I mean? It's just little things like that that create this culture that you, and you have, but it says you just can't hope for it to happen today. It's not going to happen by the time osmosis makes it happen, um, you're probably the season's over. So you have to do that as a coaching staff, and I'm not certain if they're working on it. I'm, I know that some of the coaches that have been there have been part of these teams that had this great culture, and uh, that's what they're working on, Josh, I'm sure that the coaches know enough to how, how can we tighten this group up because they've gone through a lot. They've gone through a lot this year and, and in their careers. And now they've all found a home and they got to make the best of it and, and make Michigan, Michigan a winning team. They have talent. I, uh, they have talent, but as we, we, we know, that's not always just enough. John Beeline, never enough of John on the huge show across Michigan. My man, uh, good stuff. I uh, appreciate you uh, understanding that eventually you had to talk to Superfly and pick up the phone when he was calling. So he, he doesn't hold grudges anymore. He's older. Johnny, uh, we'll catch up on the Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and more okay. uh, next Tuesday. Maybe we'll be talking about John, or not John Harbaugh, but Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines as national champs. Happy New Year, my man. That would be great. All right. Thanks, thanks everybody. All right. Bye now. All right. There he is, Josh. Hey, good stuff in the studio. Thank you, my man. Thank you, too. All right, Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's GR Office World Headquarters in Troy, one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. And each and every week, Dorn Mayhew presents Talking Hoops with Coach Beeline with Josh in studio on the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. For goodness sake, wear your seatbelt. Better yet, for your family's sake, your friend's sake, for your own sake, buckle up. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police knows that seatbelts save lives. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police sees firsthand what happens when seatbelts aren't used. We want Michigan to be the leader in seatbelt use. We want everyone in Michigan to get home safely. For everyone's sake, buckle up every time. Bill Simonson here for my friends from Urban U. They are one of Michigan's top med spas. So if you're looking for top shelf skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, and just overall skin wellness, Urban U can help you at one of their three West Michigan locations and also in downtown Northville on the east side of the state. Find out more at theurbanu.com. When was the last time you thought about your skin health and wellness? 
Like I said, skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, wellness, Botox, and more. Let the professionals help you at Urban U. Four locations in West Michigan. Downtown Grand Rapids, Naps Corner. Also in Rockford, their waxology just north of GR. And you'll find an Urban U in Northville. If you want to discover everything they can do to help your skin wellness, go to TheUrbanU.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back wrapping up a Tuesday broadcast presented by our friends at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. In Mount Pleasant, Michigan, remember to get your bet in on the Lions this week on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, and you could be a winner of a brand new Lions Ford Bronco. Get the details at SoarinEagleCasino.com. Big. Bad. Huge. 